0: Hi, everybody. The Joe Rogan Experience podcast is brought to you by The Fleshlight. If you go to JoeRogan.net and click on the link for Fleshlight and enter in the code name ROGAN, you will get 15% off. The number one sex toy for men. And it's number one because it's awesome. It feels wicked good on your penis. With that said, my pal Duncan Trussell's here. Buckle up, bitches. Here we go. Better late than never. The Joe Rogan Experience. My girls are. With such a long absence of two weeks off the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, you were Jones and I was Jones and we had to bring you back the three most pertinent guests in the same week, Joe Diaz, Ari Shafir, and now finally Duncan Trussell. Yay! <laughs> Yay! My Yay. favorite, buddy. Um, I'm psyched to have you on for a whole bunch of reasons because there's a bunch of nutty shit that's been going down that we must discuss. Did you hear about the quark gluon uh, particle that the Large Hadron Collider has created? No. Oh, this is fantastic (laughs) stuff. We talked about it yesterday, or Monday, or yesterday? Yesterday. One sugar cube of this shit weighs 40 billion pounds. Wow. It's more dense than a neutron star. It's like the single single densest piece of matter that, that theoretically, is, is physically possible. And they created it
1: what they created it and what happened exactly
0: it. does it go through the ground in the fucking who knows <laughs> you have a marble you drop the marble in the ground it shoots right through, through china and comes yeah. out an exit wound like kennedy's head and then it goes
2: back down and goes it's like a non-stop thing no, no, no. you know that like gravity I, oh, you know it what just i mean comes up and down and through the earth the earth
1: <laughs> i think Boom. i yeah. what the fuck does happen i think i heard something not about this but the possibility of this and how that could be one of the possible extinction events is that it sets off a chain reaction and sucks everything into it. Oh, my
0: God. Well, if you think about the idea of that, this, this quark gluon thing, the idea that they can create this, you know, this is the bottom line about all this shit is it's never going to stop right there. No way. They're going to keep going. And if they can create something that's this heavy, what if they create enough of it where it really is like something that goes through the fucking earth? If you had something that was so heavy that it would like you would drop it and it would just shoot down through the earth, where would it stop? Wouldn't would it? I don't know. I mean, if it's so heavy that it smashes rock and and then it hits the core, what happens? That does the core melt it?
1: Does it melt it? Maybe it gets melted in the core.
2: It makes a volcano.
0: Yeah, what does it make a new volcano? I mean, does it matter how big this quark gluon plasma? Well, yeah, we're talking. It's probably
1: a tiny, tiny thing. Yeah, yeah. it's nothing. It's like a (laughs) micro meteor or something.
0: Yeah, it's it's the the crazy thing is these guys that are doing this stuff. They all know that this is crazy, and they're joking around about it. So there's some photos now of them playing Half Life. If you just look up large hadron colliders, guys get theatrical with Half Life. Yeah. street yeah. theater there's them he's got a, a, a the orange safety helmet on just like the half-life character with a crowbar and the other guy's got like a head <laughs> crab on have you seen it
1: I just opened it yeah, it's, hilarious. It's, it's hilarious
0: they know what the fuck they're doing I mean I right. guess they. you just have to keep doing it but they're aware of it and all the while, um, there's this. While this all comes out, this is uh, cosmologists have reconciled this a seemingly impossible contradiction. The contradiction of uh, the superposition contradiction. You know, the superposition is uh, that something can exist and not exist at the same time. Yeah. And there's two different. There's there's the multiverse theory, and there's the, the many worlds theory. And apparently, they've figured out some way to to reconcile these two theories it's so hard to fucking understand it's like it's so difficult to wrap my brain around you know i'm i'm just not really smart enough or have enough experience with this kind of shit but you know the observability of the universe it's like it's when you get down to like quantum particles when you get down to you know subatomic particles it gets really weird it's it's hard to understand how this can be real that something can appear and disappear and no one knows where it went and they can also appear in both in two different positions at the same time, and, and it's the same particle.
1: Isn't there also something where apparently your your expectation of the thing uh-huh. somehow impacts it?
0: Yeah, the viewer they don't understand that either. You know, there's there. I, it's really hard for me to explain it without butchering it. But you can look up Doctor Quantum. You know, there's some some videos of it online where it's explained in cartoons for complete retard's <laughs> like you and I. Yes, and it's basically they you know they shoot these particles and there's a different reaction when people are watching than when people aren't watching. Right. You know, and uh, the idea that something is in, in a superposition basically means it could be in motion and it can be still at the same time. It, it's like the, the way they describe it is that you could it's like you cannot see a dead cat and a live cat that are the same cat at the same time, you know? And the idea that a lot of people believe is that every single possibility happens for every single, like, say you open up a door, every fucking possible thing happens once you open up that door. Infinite possibilities, but not to you. To you, one thing happens, and you live in this one dimension, and in this one dimension, this one thing happens. And for everyone else, uh, you know, or or all all these other yous that exist in uh, an infinite number of different universes, you don't experience that, but it happens.
1: That's why goals are so important, because when you have a goal, you're setting uh, something in the future, which is if you think about things in the way you just described it, what you're really thinking about is in this great array of possibilities in the future, there's one node that contains within it all the different possibilities that involve whatever your goal happens to be. Mm-hmm. And so the goal becomes literally a kind of compass that's guiding you toward this place and temporal spatiality where these things that you want to have happen, happen. That's why everybody says, if you want to be successful, have a goal. And you know, when I, when, before I knew about this, I used to think that meant, Yes, because it will give me the discipline and the motivation to work towards what I want. But metaphysically, you may actually be sort of guiding the ship of your life towards this temporal possibility and then getting the things that you want. It's a lot of that. Right.
0: Story. And But there's also the, the problem of the cynic and the cynic point of view, which, you know, Penn and Teller uh, are big cynics on that bullshit sure. show. And I really like Penn Jillette. He's a very fun guy. And uh, one of the things that he really nailed is all these assholes that pitch the secret. And you're trying to tell people with horrible terminal diseases that it's their fault. Like that shit is ridiculous because it is not absolute. It does not work in all circumstances. And little babies are not responsible for getting hit by bullets and drive-bys because that shit does happen. So it is not, it's not clean. You know what I'm saying? Oh
1: no, it's not clean, but if you want to get really weird, if you if we're talking about this idea that your your perception and faith guide you into the different all the different universes that exist, then Penn and Teller, they're such skeptical assholes that maybe they've guided themselves into a universe of absolute boring bullshit. Those guys just wanna live in a world of like you know, what's it called? Newtonian physics, where everything comes from an accident and all that stuff. It's, a, it's the religion. That's the religion of the day.
0: So you're, what you're saying is that because they've b- refused to believe in any psychic phenomenon, they've refused to believe in anything trippy or woo-woo,
1: that they live in a limited world? A uh, pin and teller should know. My mom got bone cancer. My mom went to a faith healer. My, my mom, uh, her bone cancer is now like almost gone. You tell me. Did the faith healer do it? Was it her faith that did it? It's fucking bone cancer, mastitized breast cancer into her bones. Her tumor markers, that's how they measure bone cancer are less than when she went in and got the original diagnosis. So it's reversing, it's going backwards. Now, she went to a faith healer. I'm not a liar. I don't you know what I mean? I'm not I, I'm not making this shit up. Do I do I think it could be other things? Sure, it's probably a combination of everything, but was, was she on
0: medication as well? Yeah.
1: She what she was, okay. she was, and she also cut sugar out. And there's a lot of different things that she did, but mm. one component of it was this event that she went to now. Do I believe in faith healers? Nah, no, I don't. But I do believe that if somebody can create the illusion in the mind of a person, some kind of event mm-hmm. to give them the faith, to believe that they can heal themselves then maybe that works. The mind controls the. I mean, think about it. Your body is when cancer happens and your DNA starts fucking up. That's part of your body. That's you. Mm -hmm. Your cells are you. Your neurons are you. It's all you. To think that you can't control that to think that some deeper part of you can't control that, it's crazy. Of course you could.
0: Is it that or is it that this faith healer puts her on this incredibly positive vibration? And because of the fact that he thinks that this woman or this was it a woman or she thinks Was it a woman or is a man a man My like, mom? You, the, faith f- healer. a <laughs> man yeah, your mom a man or a woman? <laughs> I not not know. I, I, never was, I, was saying,
1: I never checked. a man who's <laughs> a
0: man who's a man faith a man the a man who's a man
1: who's a man who's a man a man
0: well, maybe your mom, because of the fact that she so believes and so needs this to happen, she goes and maybe all of a sudden she has this incredible feeling of positive expectations and instead right. of doom and gloom, and that's enough to turn things around. That's it. That's what I think. But then she's also on medication too, yeah. dude. You well, gotta, you gotta
1: well, look well, at that. No, it's, well, you have to. The idea is it's like you're What's not. What's the
2: medication, do you know? I don't know. Bone marrow reversal. Yeah, go away. <laughs> <her>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go away <her. laughs> you're 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 bone not, away you're bone <laughs> away that's not what you want
1: you want bone come back oh right. yeah. you're you're, you're oops you're, uh, you're not just your mind you're not just your body right so it's like i think you have to address like the problem with
0: well you are just your mind and your body but it's all one unit you know you i mean want, you are you want it's to address all, each, it's all connected you, you want to address each
1: piece you know, mm-hmm. each piece of the puzzle, like give your mind something to work on. Your mind is dealing with the horror of riding around in a car that's breaking down and will soon turn into worm food. That mm-hmm. sucks. When you have a Western doctor being like, well, you know, statistically, which the doctor did say to my mom, uh, she had six months to live. And that was like over a year ago. Uh, the the doctor, when, you're, when your mind hears that, it's not like, ah, you know what, I'm going to really start healing now. You're just like
2: fuck Mm -hmm.
1: i'm dead meat i'm about to go into infinity and so then they're like we understand that you're feeling depression so we're going to prescribe some antidepressants to you to help you deal with the sorrow of your own demise now you're fucking with your brain in the wrong way you're messing it up with antidepressants is that
0: what they do when people are diagnosed with terminal cancer they give them antidepressants
1: valium xanax calm down the anxiety we're just gonna relax you and do infinity
0: whoa that sounds like a good move though if you're fucked up on fucking mind. bone cancer.
2: Yeah, you know, your mind. If it's
0: a rap, it's a rap, right? I mean it's gonna be a rap eventually for well, all of well, us. Well that's the, wouldn't see, it be better to go out? No, that's the problem, man. Especially with,
1: with the problem with cancer is that um we've heard so much stuff about it that you hear, you know, the cancer diagnosis for a lot of people, you're like, I'm dead. Right. But um one of the other things that my mom did and there's some great books out there that are uh basically say that uh, cancer loves sugar. Mm. So yeah. if you're fucking drinking a lot of sugar, sugary stuff, then the tumors will grow faster. Hmm. So somehow cancer doesn't do that well in an acidic environment. So if you start drinking, I think
0: you mean alcohol Alkaline Alkaline, alkaline
1: yeah. yeah So it's something like Drinking lemon juice And all this stuff Eating Based- healthy
0: For a lot of greens yes. A lot of uh, Yeah Well that's really What's best for the body yep. You know we're, we're, Our bodies I mean the paleo diet Is one that's really Popular right now And the idea is that You know During the caveman days What did they eat They ate vegetables That were edible And they ate meat Yeah You know And that's really What you're supposed To be eating You're not supposed To be eating Any pastas Or grains Or anything funky right. Anything that people Created You know No soups Gluten Yeah You're supposed to the pasta and, I mean, you're supposed to eat meat and grain, or meat and vegetables. Yeah. No pasta, no grains, nothing human created. And just think of yourself as like, you know, a, a person living in that era. You know, really, that's the healthiest way to live, man. You know, the healthiest way to live is to get a lot of vegetables, yeah. a lot of like broccoli and anything like, you know, with fiber that's going to clean out your colon. Vitamins. You know, Brock Lesnar had a go in for uh, colon surgery. He had divert- diverticulitis that you get from eating too much meat. It's a disease that you get from literally not having vegetables, and it's a, a terrible one where your guts rot out. Yeah. It's really scary shit, man.
1: Can I tell you guys something that's really embarrassing that has to do with uh, intestines? Mm-hmm. Um, this sounds so stupid, someone sent me this video as a joke, which is this guy showing how to shit. What? Yeah. Western- like- Oh,
0: is he using one of those platforms Yeah. that you put over you the put toilet? put your
1: feet up on this platform. Yeah. So that's the healthy way to squat. I adopted mm-hmm. this technique, and I have to tell you, I am shitting like a 10-year-old. It's the craziest fucking thing ever. It totally What does that even
2: worse. mean? Shitting were you spaghettos? having problems <laughs> shitting before? Were you having problems shitting before?
1: No, I'm not having problems shitting, but it's like, you know, like people, Americans will sit on the toilet and read. Right. right. I'm going to read a book. It's like shitting is not supposed to take that long. Yeah. Look at your dog. How uh-huh. long does it take your dog to shit? If your dog takes longer than like a minute to shit, you're automatically like, oh, something's wrong with it. Something's wrong with me. Right. So you
0: should eat dog food.
1: That's exactly right. <laughs> and that's why you're a scientist. Because. You... <laughs> no, man. I, the problem is, is like.
2: I enjoy it though. It's more of a. I enjoy the whole process. I could sh- squirt it out real quick I, if I wanted to. But you enjoy why not? it. I, I enjoy it. it feels you good. Enjoy having turds. Come yes. Out of your you don't eye. enjoy taking a nice shit. Hmm. Do you? I love it. I love it too. It's one of my most fa- <laughs> favorite
0: activities, especially when I eat a lot of lettuce and it just comes out nice uh, and loose oh, and sure. easy. Yeah. <sighs>
1: Yeah, but giant it's not salads. something I look forward to. I like
2: the little plop splash that plops back and like gives you a little kiss on your butthole from a little piece of water. You don't
0: look forward to it, like when you're coming home, <laughs> you're entering into the door, and you're like, "I am going to take a giant shit right now." Yeah. You don't look forward to
1: that. Well, no, of course. I mean, I wouldn't looking forward to It's like a weird, like I, you know, I look forward to the Walking Dead the second season coming out. That's something <laughs> I look forward to.
0: You don't look forward to a shit
1: it's not i mean yeah okay fine i I look forward to it but it's not it doesn't take up my time i'm not like i'm not listening to love songs on my radio
2: embarrassed about potty over there i I know how many times a day do you shit
1: I shit once a day.
2: All right. Wow, that's it. That's it. it. <laughs> See, you're not enjoying that's why pooping. You need this crazy yeah, uh, fucking
1: African,
0: African You need to change your diet. You're son. supposed
1: to shit twice a day?
0: I shit all a- the time. Three times a day probably. Three? Yeah. yeah. If you eat a if lot not more. You're supposed to first of all, you're supposed to eat several meals a day. You're not supposed to eat just one or two meals a day, right? Yeah. If you want to be lean and healthy and have sure. a lot of energy, the key is to not having your body in a constant state of digestion. Right. So your body's only digesting minimal amounts, not some big fucking giant gorging meal that just wrecks sure. your whole system. Well, if you do that, what's that stuff going to do? It's going to sit inside you and wait for the one big evacuation event at the end of the <laughs> night? No, yeah. it's going to shit throughout the day. It's going to be done. Your waits body's going to push it out. It waits for coffee. <laughs> <laughs> So um, have you, because of your mom's situation, have you changed your diet any? Have you started getting like conscious about what you eat? Uh,
1: you know, not because of my mom's situation, weirdly, but um, I, I did start taking vitamins. Uh, and, and I've started taking this stuff called Theanine and Rolora, which lowers the... Uh, there's a chemical in your body associated with stress. It gets released by your adrenal gland, and it has some apparently lowers uh the amount of that stuff in your body what's it called
0: uh
1: one of the pills is called theanine and i guess theanine t-h-e-n-t-h-e-n T-H-E-N. theanine and the other stuff is called Rollora. and one's like this it's one of them's like more relaxing than the other you take it at night and the other one is just uh it like i don't know if you'd call it a nootropic. Nootropic? How do you say it? I
0: think it's nootropic.
1: Yeah, nootropic. That's how
0: I've been saying it. I but might that, be wrong. it
1: does say on the thing, you know, helps focus, and I have to agree, it really does. It's... Wait
0: till you try this nootropic formula that we, we've come out with. We're uh, we're finalizing it, and they just finished the formula. This guy Chris Marcus, have you tried any of it? You've been trying? I, it? I'm done with my supply, dude. <laughs> this this shit gives you the most fucked up vivid dreams ever. It? I Listen, want some. I'm gonna now. get you some. Last night, here's my dream. Mike the house that I grew up in Arnold Schwarzenegger lives in it but it's not the house I grew up in it's some weird house that's on the rocks Right in front of water that apparently is semi-public. So Arnold Schwarzenegger is living there now, and he's like swimming around, and, but all these people are staring at him because of his situation and because of, you know his scandal. But he doesn't give a fuck. Not only does he not give a fuck, but he's in really good shape now in my dream, and he keeps wanting to pull his balls out. And not only does he pull his balls out, but he puts his little bikini underwear on, like you know, like a Frenchman. Would yeah. And, I was looking, and he pulls his balls somehow or another through the back of his underwear. And they're where his ass cheeks are. And they're giant. <laughs> These giant balls that he I has dream. hanging outside of his underwear b- by his asshole. Somehow or another, they're that big. And, you know, he's an old man, but he looks spectacular. And he moves, like, with confidence and grace and dives into the water. And I'm like, I got to get my wife away from this motherfucker. I'm looking at this old crazy man like he's just gonna fuck every woman within a a a mile radius and it's like he has no no inhibitions (laughs) no no worries about it and all these people are watching him and there's a family that's sitting behind this rock and they're like you know there's they're sitting there watching arnold moving around swimming he keeps taking his pants off he keeps taking his bikini bottoms off and like washing his like a rape shark Whatever it is, it's some crazy. I don't know what it is. I mean, Freud would have a fucking field day with this dream. Like, what is this dream supposed to represent? Am I terrified
2: of Arnold Schwarzenegger? I would love to have seen your face while dreaming (laughs) and just like the little flinches in your face. Whether they were violence or fear. (laughs)
1: Well, you have to look at it like this. Uh, They say uh, one way to analyze dreams is you look at every part of a dream as a projection of some aspect of your life. So, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Isn't that your id? Isn't that your lower primal self? Some kind of like that—that that would be the 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 draw the, the the sex drive, the like the drive, the power drive. So you're kind vanity of vanity
0: drive. Yeah, you know, looking, he's a bodybuilder. That's like the most vain thing you could possibly
1: do. And then the right? public ocean, you could say, well, the public ocean—that's your um—is that your public life? Is that you're doing the podcast and you kind of like have all your shit in front of everyone on the planet? And so you're seeing, like, a projection of your id swimming through or reacting to, like... I think I'm
0: thinking about Arnold Schwarzenegger, dude. (laughs) Yeah. We talked about Arnold yesterday, didn't we? I don't think it's me. I don't think that represents me. I I see where you're going with that, but no. Because what this guy represents to me now, when I found out that he fucked his maid, and he shot loads into his maid, and that apparently he was doing it for a long time, what he represents to me is, like, this almost, like unbridled hedonist that regardless of the stakes of you know of whatever fucked up thing that he does sexually you know he's the governor yeah. okay he's a giant movie star multi-millionaire married to a Kennedy basically and Shriver is, she's some sort of a Kennedy right
1: yeah
0: you know in, into this respectable family but yet banging maids fucking all sorts of chicks all over the planet I'm sure he just never pulled it back you know, and that's a, that to me is amazing. There's something about it. And in, in my dream, he was just completely without without remorse. In my dream, he was owning it. In my dream, he was you know this is me. I'm this crazy freak. I'm out here. I bathe. You see my balls. <laughs> you know, I mean that was who he was in my dream. He we was smiling and laughing and waving to people, and he didn't give a fuck. You know, but in real life, I mean, the poor guy's falling apart. In real life, he's a 60-year-old man kicked out of his house, Right. you know, and his family knows he, you know, he had a child literally two weeks apart from the, his own child with the maid. The maid that was their maid for 20 fucking years. You think he'll survive all this? I no, think he will. No, no, that's, a wrap. You, that's so a wrap. You think,
2: like, if you made a Terminal 5 right now? No, you...
0: done. People are done with him. How could he uh, do this something is, like this that? Is This is what I think. I mean, it's possible. Anything can happen. I might be just talking out of my ass i'm the first one to say i've 'm amazed at some of the people that have made comebacks, you know look at Bill Clinton bill clinton's a respectable you know former president now, dude, I remember when it, I was in, it was during the nineties when we were working on news radio and the Monica Lewinsky scandal went down Bill Clinton man, dude, they hated him. If you listen to Republican radio, which I used to listen to all the time, yeah. there are people that wanted him dead they thought that he represented everything foul about the world. And the fact that they caught him getting head from some 20-year-old girl and then lying about it. And then they drag him. I mean, they impeached him. You know, people think impeach means kicked out of office. So embarrassing. It's, it's not what it means. What impeach means, you, you bring someone in to decide whether or not you're kicking them out of office. And that's what they did with him, man. They sat him down and he had to say, that is not my recollection of the word. You know, that's not, what, what is the word? You know, you know he's talking about the word, you know, sex. I didn't. I did not have sexual relations, as I took it to mean sexual relations. You know, and they can't even say what the fuck are you saying, man?
1: It's the worst, man. We, that when, whenever I really start feeling like we live in an advanced civilization and we're really ahead of our time and we're really doing it, then I hear about this sexually repressed bullshit. we like, so what? Schwarzenegger got his fucking maid pregnant. Clinton got a blowjob. Who cares? Meanwhile, George Bush is fucking dropping cluster bombs on Iraqi babies and everybody's like, ah, it's fine. He's a great president. He's killing humans.
0: Well, I like that Obama's doing it and the liberals aren't saying a fucking oh, word. Oh, isn't that
1: the greatest hypocrisy of all time? <sighs> amazing. Somehow because Obama's they, dropping bombs on Libya, it's okay?
0: All those Democratic actors that love to talk during table readings and wear Obama pins, you can all go suck my dick yeah, now, stupid. Fuck you guys. You're all dumb. You now all he, got sucked into a system. But he's
1: done a lot of other great stuff, yeah, Joe.
0: Yeah, he's, he is the same thing as Bush. He's he killed same Bin thing. Laden. Yeah. You know, George uh, uh, Bill Maher, which is what I thought you were talking about when we were having a conversation before yeah. the podcast. We talked about it yesterday. How Bill Maher had this really brilliant point about how he calls himself a Christian, and yet when they were asking him about Osama bin Laden's death, he was like, anybody who questions whether or not that's good should have their mind, their head checked. You know, like which sure. is it's nothing like Christianity. It's nothing like Christian doctrine.
1: There hasn't been a Christian president for a long. I'd love a Christian president. I'd love to see that. You know who would be a
0: real one? Who would be a real one would be Ron Paul. Yes. Ron Paul's a legit Christian. He's so legit that he doesn't even believe in evolution. You know, Ron Paul, he's got some... Well, he's not stupid, man. Look, he's got some wacky-ass fucking ideas, but he he believes in creationism, you know? And look... Life itself is fucking beyond bizarre. I'm, I'm not ruling out the possibility of creationism. But when you start talking about evolution just being a theory and you don't necessarily agree with that theory, like you're in Wackoville. Like evolution is not just a theory, it's provable. There's like, there's transitionary fossils. There's, there's a, 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 thousands of scientists for hundreds of years have been collecting data and they can show natural adaptation. They can show change. They can show sure. things in our lifetime we can show about humans, especially like men in Tibet that have gone, uh, that live at very high altitudes and their bodies have changed and evolved to be very different from our bodies. Yeah. And they've done this to, to adapt to this really harsh new environment. Just what happens, man.
1: Have you, you know? have you read the uh trilogues?
0: Yes. The McKenna? Yeah. yeah rupert shell drake yes. yeah when they start talking about the morphogenic field yeah mm. so
1: the, like the idea is that like and and so the evolution like their idea of evolution they, they they ask this really awesome question which is like you have newtonian physics the laws of the universe how the universe works and some people apparently think that these laws of the universe are eternal laws never changing they don't evolve everything else is evolving but the laws of the universe stay the same and so the awesome question they ask is well okay where, where, did, where did these laws exist before the Big Bang? Mm. Did they exist in some kind of bizarre field that's like, you know, the, McKenna has some awesome name for it. He puts hyper, he attaches hyper to everything. Some kind of like hyperspatial platonic <laughs> field. But like, where did they exist? Did they exist there? So their awesome, crazy idea is this thing called a super attractor that exists in the future, which is like this perfect form, this like he McKenna freely uses the word God because he's not afraid to use like words to like you know put handles on things. But uh, it's this idea of this super perfection that exists in the future, kind of like the ultimate goal, like what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's so powerful,
0: it's a transcendental object at the end of time,
1: and it's pulling us towards it. And yeah. so, evolution is is uh, us being drawn into a relationship with this perfect form and shifting to become it to like transform into it and that's what the the force of evolution is now you know creationism it's almost the reverse of creationism or something it's like the creator instead of existing at the beginning of time blasting out everything is somehow sitting at the end of time sucking everything into itself which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, well, there's a law or a or, or rule or an ethic to the universe, and that's that things keep getting more and more complex. Things don't seem to simplify. All right nothing in our lifetime does at least nothing that we can observe over the course of the life of the earth does from the earth cooling to the earth developing single celled organisms to multi-celled organisms and flowering plant life after the, you know, the Yucatan crater after the, the, the big explosion that yeah. killed all the dinosaurs. I mean, everything just keeps getting more and more and more and more complex to the invention of course of electronics. And yeah. that's where things have gotten really particularly bizarre because if you look at life and you look at electronics and, you know, you were objective, you are not a human being, you were not a, a carbon-based life form, you were just something without form that objectifies or disseminates information, something that looks at all the, the data and comes to a conclusion. Well, if you looked at the human life uh, on this planet and then you looked at the life of technology, Man, um, I know technology doesn't have cells, and I know technology doesn't have uh, fingernails and shit like that, but goddammit, it, not it growing with us, and isn't sure. it evolving with us, and aren't there dead ones that are just laying around, just yeah. like old fossils and bodies, that yeah. Apple II computer that you have sitting in your fucking garage, and when you turn on, it doesn't really work anymore, yeah. but you still keep it? That's like your grandma's body. You know, that's a dead body, man. And we have a symbiotic relationship with this stuff now. Whereas, you know, like I've talked about this many times. I leave the fucking house without my phone. I, I'm scared. I am lost in the world. I am such a little sure. bitch. I can't drive in my car without my phone. You know, I'm like, what do I have to call somebody? I, I, I'm terrified that I don't know anybody's phone number anymore. I know like four or five people's phone numbers. Right. You know, so if I went to a pay phone, good luck fucking finding one. Are there any pay phones anywhere? I would have to go to like a 7-Eleven and buy one of those re- rechargeable, you know, those uh, reusable phones. phones. Yeah, murder phones. Yeah. Uh, those One of those affair phones and, and, you know, and try to like figure out how to call people. Affair phones. Well, that's what I think they use them for, right? I always sure. feel like they use them for crime and for affairs. Yeah.
1: Um, have you seen... Uh, the- Transcendent, man. Yes, you saw that. Yeah. Which is um, incredible. Amazing. What is it? It's Kurzweil. Ray
0: Kurzweil uh, is a, a, they call him a futurist, and he's responsible for many, many patents. He's a brilliant, brilliant man. And um, he is a a huge proponent of the idea of the technological singularity. And the idea behind that is that one day artificial intelligence is going to literally and virtually come alive and we're going to merge with it somehow. We are either going to be downloaded into computers or consciousness is going to be replicated and indistinguishable from our current consciousness and that will be downloaded into computers yeah. and though our biological body will die, our, our electronic signal that is our consciousness that, that has been recreated like you, know, like you copy a Microsoft Word file, yeah. you will copy your mind. Your you will so, copy your soul. consciousness. Like your yeah. soul. Yeah, yeah. You will copy something and you will put it into to this whatever the fuck it is that holds all this stuff. But what we're saying is that life is almost completely connected to technology, and it's a very, very short time that this has happened. 200 years ago, there were no cars. You know, so in the, those two hundred years, we have been connected to cars. There was a, um, a really fascinating video that someone sent me that I, I put up on Twitter. I, I retweeted it the other day. You can find it if you just scour through my Twitter. But it's a, a time lapse video of uh, of cars moving back and forth on freeways, and how it looks like blood. Yeah, and the heart. yeah, how it looks like the pulsating of blood coming back and forth. You know, I mean, it's the clearly the, is that. It's the breath of breathing in and breathing out. Yeah. The, the, you know, the heart beats in and out. The cars leave the house and come back to the sure. house. I mean, it really is. It yeah, really no is question. Like, That's crazy. It's a type of life form. It's just, it happens so slowly. Oh, this traffic sucks my dick, you know, and the fucking, my car's dying, shit. And all these things, the, you, you micromanage that, that scenario, and then you don't see it as this pulsating thing of, of cars coming in and cars going yeah. out, and how many of them go in the same goddamn direction but he, every day? He,
1: here's the thing, man, and this is where I think about this all the time, because the way for, for things to work the way they're working right now, which is for there to be capitalism and there to be super rich people and super poor people in war and all the things that, you know, are rather distasteful or seem to be uh, uh, seem to be uh, destructive for that to exist. Each of those little nodes of consciousness that represent that bloodstream have to think they're individuals and have to think they're more important than all the other ones. So you've got a bunch of blood cells all thinking, yeah, I got to get to work. What the fuck's wrong with this asshole in front of me? And not realizing they're all part of this one super organism. And if somehow everyone's consciousness shifted from the idea of like, I got to get to work to whatever the next thing would be, which is I'm connected to this super mind that is the planet, which I think is going to, that's what the singularity will be. It'll be some technologically, uh, uh, applied empathy that allows everyone to connect their consciousness to, to together, the Mother Earth. To, to Mother Earth. Yeah, that moment, capitalism kind of ceases as we know it. And capitalism, of course, is just a, is a symptom of something deeper. But that that model... The model that's running everything is no longer possible. And
0: that model encourages uh, competition. That model encourages people to push and strive and push beyond their comfort in order to, you know, to create more action, to create more money, to create more, more building, more construction, more, more things, more more wars, more
1: prisons, more laws, and
0: buying more things, more diseases, so we can have more medicines to sell yeah all of it it all accelerates they invent you know?
1: diseases
0: it's uh it's a fascinating thing man you know the uh the idea that everything moves in the same direction is that these single celled organisms you know that you know we, or even how about we look at blood you know when we're talking about it looking like uh like blood moving through arteries you know blood is a single cell you know single cells of blood move as in the same as this huge animal that has you know billions of cells and not just that but is also a host for all sorts of bacteria and stuff that live inside of our bodies but we have to in order to keep it going in the same direction as those cells we have to have all these different little tools that we use to sort of justify existence all these different little tools like the love of having your baby the love of orgasms you know the love of going on stage or of creating something you know you think about the one thing that's the most satisfying you know outside of childbirth and in having your own children is creating you know people who don't create things i think as a whole are way less happy than people who do create things. Yeah. I mean, I know dudes that make pool cues. I know dudes that make belts, they make custom wallets. And there's a something that they get when they're like, you know, I bought a wallet from this dude and you you buy a wallet from him and he sells you the wallet and he made it for you and shit. Like there's a smile that he has like he created something. Yeah. He created a piece of artwork and someone else is appreciating it. Oh, wow, I love how you did this. This is wow, this is awesome work. It's so clean and well done. He's like, "Thank you." And like his effort and his his creativity have gone into an actual object, and to us, that's very, very, very satisfying. And then there's the comedy satisfaction that you get for performing. I mean, that's all we, you and I understand. I mean, yeah. we understand. I guess it's in music. It's probably just the same thing. You create a song, and then people love that song. That's feeling. Creating something. Then, what are you doing when you're creating something? Well, you're doing the same fucking thing. You're you're pushing the machine. You're pushing it in your way. And your way is making people happy and, and giving people some positive energy. Well, yeah, and and also, then they buy your D V D and there's an industry behind that and they come see you with the clubs and there's there's industry behind that, even behind putting gas in their cars and you know, it's 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 a really it's amazing how many different pieces are in place. If
1: you, if you if you take back if you like, you know, zoom in on the idea of what is creation. And creation is taking something from the nothingness and bringing it into the somethingness. And so you sort of become the doorway for something to come from the nothingness into the somethingness. So when you're creating, you're actually experiencing a flow through from the infinite into the finite. And that I think that is the feeling that we love so much is that sense of feeling that that thing when you're working on jokes and all of a sudden it goes from being a drudge to all of a sudden it's like, holy shit. You know, it's happening and all of a sudden right. you get sucked into this weird vacuum and, and you, you've you written for like two hours and it feels like a second. You know, that that sense of being pulled into a momentary current where something's coming out of you that's clearly not necessarily you, that to me is like one of the ultimate – it is. It's the ultimate feeling and I, I have a, the – you know, I think if you go by this idea of this attractor that, that McKenna talks about or this thing that exists in hyperspace – that it wants to come through us into this universe. It wants to express itself through us. And um, I I think that's the compulsion that you're talking about.
0: I think that's an alternative viewpoint, obviously. There's the cynical way of looking at it, like no, 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 no. It's a natural inclination that people have. Monkeys are curious. This is what we do. (laughs) We think about things, and every joke that you have is just just accumulation of your life experiences, and you're figuring out a little bit. Congratulations, right? You're not tapping into the universal consciousness. We'll be right back. Sarah Palin's on the line, (laughs) and we're gonna have a nice little sit down (laughs) with the future president of the United States, maybe, huh? Yeah.
1: Well, let's hope he doesn't fuck anybody. That he's not married to by imaginary rituals. Uh, you, the, the thing about it but is. But you know
0: what I'm saying? The, the, that cynical point of view about uh, the idea of creativity. Um, yeah. There's something to that point of view, too. You have to address it. You can't always go hippie. And um, one That's of the things that I bounce back and forth. I don't think it is either, but it is a little. Um, I bounce, I bounce back and forth with the idea of the imagination being uh, uh, almost like, like when you when you have imagination that the imagination is the real force. Behind the, the evolution, what imagination truly is is we think of it as like, oh, I can see things, I can work around problems, I have this idea. But when you imagine an idea, when you imagine a product, you imagine how to d- d- design an engine for a car, and you're the fir- you know you're Henry Ford or whoever the fuck made the first engine. Yeah. When your imagination has this idea for this thing, and then you build it and design it, and boom, it's there. That thought. What? there There was no thought of that before it existed it 's not that run, people were running around thinking of the car, and yeah. I know what it 's going to look like. There was no thought of it. You created this or it came to you there was a something from nothing, something from from what is that from the ether, something from these even if it 's just these synapses firing in your mind where is the what is the signal? What is the root of this signal to be so you know Mathematical about it and say, well, it's just human ingenuity and that's what it is. It's good old stick to itiveness sure. and you roll up your sleeves and you figure out this world and oh, what that Henry
1: Ford created
0: a great thing and you know who else did? And Thomas Edison, he was a great fella. He invented Get a
1: bunch of sweating.
0: Yeah, you know, I don't necessarily know. It's it is possible that the imagination is something that is information that is out there like the, the idea of the Akashic records the idea of uh, you know yeah. that there's shit out there and then what we are is little antennas tuning in yeah and that are when we tune into something if we pick up this this signal for the engine and someone p- picks that up excellent once that piece is in place oh and then it flowers and blossoms like like a yeah. fibonacci sequence on a fucking uh, yeah. uh, a sunflower you know it all bursts out you know exponentially in certain directions and then that starts creating more inventions with all which also burst out but all of them emanate in the imagination initially. All of them have to be thought up. Auto all of them have to be created by the human mind (laughs) or what the human mind can tune into.
1: There's no way into this universe as a human but through a pussy and there's no way there's no way for an idea to come into this universe except through a thought there's no way for an invention except to come through our mind our minds are the our minds are sort of the creative orifices through which all innovation every invention every idea comes it's through the human mind now if you want to think that someday you just wake up and you get in the shower and you get lucky enough for your neurons to fire a certain way where you figure out how to reduce the cost of making solar power panels and solve the Uh, you know, the energy problem on the planet. If you want to think that that's an accident, fine. If it helps you, it seems like it helps a lot of people to think that the universe springs from some kind of lightning bolt hitting plasma or the earth does or or biological life on the earth. And some people like to think that their neurons get lucky and fire because they squeeze their brow together in the right way and popped out an idea. But I think you'll find that most of the great creators, they don't think that.
0: You know, when you Right, but is that because the best way to create is to not think about yourself? The best way to create is like when you start thinking about yourself, the ego starts tripping over its own dick. And you start thinking about like, how cool you are. Yeah. That's like when you see a guy on stage and the guy like, obviously thinks he's cool. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's the, the feeling, is, so feeling a of grossness is, yeah. is a disconnect. And that disconnect also disconnects him from creativity. Whereas if you see a guy on stage and he's just in the moment, man, he doesn't give a fuck. He's just tune into it. It's so compelling and so interesting. Yeah. You know, So maybe it's, it's a trick. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe this idea that, you know, that we are tuning into the infinite and that is... Maybe not. Maybe it just requires a certain state of mind to be creative. And that state of mind
2: is to avoid the ego.
1: Well,
2: it's what, also I, like, like the car. They don't just invent the car. You invent the wheel first. And it's because somebody sat there like, hey, I need to take stone or take mm-hmm. heavy thing over here. You know, it's, right. it, I, I understand the intent of it. I think it's also necessity. Inventions come with necessity. It and certainly
0: is. But guess what? Antelopes aren't inventing shit. They keep getting jacked by jaguars left and right, those stupid fucks. They never figure it out. Every year. They never invent an animal car where they can just give the finger to the jaguar, and <laughs> yeah. beep the horn, and run over the jaguar yeah. babies they see in the road. They can't do it. We can. And the, one of the reasons why we can is because we're conscious, because we can think. And But what is thinking? The real question is, what are, what are all these things firing together, solving problems? What is all that really? Because some people can't solve shit there's, it's very clear that there's, a, there's different types of people. There's people that are super solvers, and there's people that can barely solve taking a shit and wiping their ass correctly. There's people that can barely show up for work every day. Sure. Everything they do is a fucking mess, and they make more people that are just like that. Well, if you think that there's an order to the whole thing, what are those fucks here for? You know, are they here just until robots can become invented to do menial tasks? Is that what it is? Well, yeah. Like, okay, here's the thing. What you do? This is what you do. Supposed to eat them. Y- you think of an. Supposed eye- to eat them when things get bad, for sure. Yeah.
1: Th- think of like the greatest idea ever. Don't or eat or their
0: brains, though. Then you get mad cow disease. tryons
1: will fuck you yeah, up.
0: You can't if you cannibalize. You can't ever eat the brain. Never Don't eat the brain. Eat
1: the brain. Eat the brain. Just the legs, because nature. nature, Nature's
0: balls an asshole. nature goes, bitch. You got a problem. You're eating people brains. You fucking crazy. The lips
1: are delicious. Ah. If you look at if you so the idea, just to get back to this idea of like where Mm -hmm. do thoughts come from? Well, if you if you take things out of the temporal perspective and look at things as some unified whole, and by
0: temporal. Past, by? present,
1: and future. Okay. So let's look at the whole thing as like from the perspective if we could jump out of time and we could look at whatever this event was, let's call it the Big Bang for now, and the series of reactions that happened Directly after the Big Bang in those first few seconds that the people at the particle accelerators want to understand and then you follow that all the way to the um, condensation of gas I guess that made matter and event in the galaxies and, the ga- and then you follow all the way that to the first uh, uh, mixed chemical soup that whatever that was and then the DNA starts forming out of that and then that DNA somehow gets encapsulated in a membrane and we have cells and the cells gain symbiotic relationships with other cells and become multicellular organs which have symbiotic relationships and eventually you end up with us we still are basically a dna trail going all the way back to before dna to matter all the way back to this explosion of light and so a thought is an idea emerging from infinity from the ultimate explosion trillions of years ago into the present moment now if that ain't coming from nowhere i don't know what is you can say, well, no, it's my neurons that did it. Well, your neurons did it right now. But you're a chain of super reactions that led to this moment in time when you invented the thing you invented. Right. You know, you're not just your neurons. You're connected to the, an entire ecosystem and you're connected to a, a infinite past, you know. And it's just I guess when you start looking at things that just, you know, this your 60 year lifespan, I suppose things can start looking pretty grim and pen and teller But if you really just step out of time and really look at what's going down, it's like, it's fucking crazy, man. We got blasted out of some infinite past and we're like yapping about it right now. Well,
0: it seems to me that we are passengers on a spaceship that is about 3 hours from slamming into uh, another planet and we just woke up from hyperspace. Yeah. And we're looking at the maps and we're going, "How the fuck did we get here? What are we yeah. doing here? Does anybody is the radar online yet?" We are starting to decipher radar sir, but we do have a window and we're moving very close to something. We're not exactly sure what it is. Yeah. And then, you know, exact, you know what I'm saying? Yes, it's I like do. we're waking up in the middle of history. Right. You know, and all of us are some at some point in time we're realizing that uh, oh my God, there no one has a firm grip on exactly what the fuck is going on. We we really are like a spaceship about to slam into something. We we really are moving. We have massive momentum. We're
1: in a tractor beam.
0: We all keep going. Yeah, we're moving towards that thing. We're We're all moving in this certain very tangible, very physical direction. And no one knows exactly why, but everyone keeps it going. And we kind of have to keep it going. I mean, that's one of the beautiful things about materialism and all these different things right. is that if these things are in place, man, you're forced. You know, the, I'm writing, you know, I'm writing a book and uh, one of the chapters, it's all about it's it's called um, you, uh, if you get cancer from your cell phone, you're a fucking pussy. So maintaining your manhood in an ever-changing world is the idea of it. That as things become more and more complicated, it's very difficult to be true to your your nature as a human being and as a man. And that one of the uh, biggest ways that you become a bitch is you get a job. And jobs will turn you into a bitch more than anything that uh, a man encounters in his whole life. Having a boss, having something that you don't want to do that becomes most of your life most of your life is eight hours a day that you're waking. The the, the, the two-plus commuting hours yeah. you throw in there, the, most of that is shit you don't want to do. Your life becomes mostly what you don't want to do. And then once you start getting things... And that you have to pay for like car payment or an apartment rental yeah. or God forbid you start mm-hmm. fucking shitting out kids and Mortgage. then you have to pay for them. Yeah. Then you become a real bitch because then you can't say what you want because you're worried about getting fired. You know, I've had people say that to me like, you say things like that. Do you ever worry that the UFC is going to say something? Or do you? Well, I'm in a luxurious position where I don't have to worry about that. But goddamn, fuck. Yeah, of course I would. You know, if I was barely getting by and I didn't have money saved up and I didn't have other career paths, you know. Being a comedian is the most beautiful fucking thing to ever have as your main occupation, because we can always go to that, you know, and we can always speak our mind. And if people know they can count on you, look, one of the reasons why this podcast is so successful is because there is no bullshit going on in this podcast. There's a lot of speculation. There's a lot of what ifs. There's a lot of stoner talk, but Every fucking thing that I say, I say it because I believe it, I or I'm being honest about my thoughts. Right. There's not a lot of people that are thinking like that in this world. There's not a lot of people who have the luxury with their job to be honest about their points of view all throughout the day.
1: But what do you do, and this is something that I always wonder, and I, and I share your, this idea that you have, I, and you're right, having a, a job is a form of slavery Well, you get
0: locked into the system you get locked into the machine
1: but what would the world be like if you applied this philosophy if everyone on the planet heard you saying that and suddenly left their jobs
0: yeah it would be impossible what do we have we we have a a far too complex society where there's a bunch of shit that needs to get done that nobody wants to do But what is
1: that I I really want to know like this is an idea I always want to explore It's like what what okay let's just say just for a thought experiment Everyone on the planet, this thing happens in the mm-hmm. spaceship, they all wake up and we're all looking at what we're doing and 90% of what we do is robotic, ritualistic bullshit that, that is uh, not allowing us to fully experience life.
0: Well, there would be some good things that would happen like government jobs that are completely useless would go away like the real stupid, silly jobs that are only in place because the government wants to provide jobs and make yeah. government bigger because it's one of the ways they can show they're doing well and helping the economy. You know, that's a, that's a, a terrible, horrible trap. And that would be, those people would be forced to contribute. That would be something. You, you, you're going to now get forced to actually have something that you, you know, you're going to give to society and they're going to give you food in return for this thing. You know, they're going to give you clothing. They're gonna get you, there's going to be some sort of a system in place you know the, the the real problem though is what about all the shit that nobody wants to do right. what about create what about making computers
1: what about land fuck... what about landscaping
0: yeah what are we going to do without – are we going to only have third world countries that are handling all our yeah. shit and this this entire country becomes a bunch of you know layabouts with no jobs?
2: See, that's where it gets fucking there, weird, there's, there's a lot of people that have jobs that have bosses that love their fucking job. Yes. They love being a landscaper or they yes. love being an architect yeah, or sure. they love being it's an true, artist. true.
0: Totally true. But those numbers are pretty small. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I don't even think it's 10%. I don't think 10% of people I know love their job. Well,
1: I'll it's tell you who loves their job. McDonald's workers have you ever gone into a McDonald's it's like a temple of happiness those people are just <sighs> miserable grease stained the 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 so but I, this is a, you know, speaking of hippies. By the sh-
0: way, that's a good point that you brought up because they're replacing Dunkin', du- uh, Dunkin Donuts. They're replacing McDonald's uh, employees the, with kiosks. kiosks. They have
2: that already at Del Taco by do, my house. Do they really? Or not Del Taco, El Pollo Loco. And you just go up and it's just like everything's touchscreen and you just slide your card and bam. That's the future. It receipts. sucks
1: though, man, because how many McDonald's customers can read? <laughs> <laughs>
2: but you know what the best is is being able to actually for once order everything exactly how you want to without having to waste the person's time you know like like you order your burger you're like yeah I don't want mayonnaise oh I right. would oh, like mustard ketchup yeah let's add this let's add right. like you're for once you're actually being able to order shit exactly how you want without making people feel bad I don't eat at bad. those
1: places anymore man I can't do it If you seen Food Inc? yes Jesus fucking Christ watch yeah. that and then go have a fucking McRib or whatever it's
0: hard yeah my yeah, own. it changed my uh, my whole philosophy and all that stuff. I G- still eat fish though. Fuck fish. G- I, fuck eat fuck fish. I, don't I eat fillet fish. That's all I eat at like Burger King or McDonald's. Rather, I eat fillet of fish. I am a
1: lifelong enemy of the crab. Really? I have. No, I feel. I do not feel bad about eating Crab's. crab. Killing cra- I, <clears throat> crab. Crabs suck, but like I don't feel bad about eating seafood. I can't feel sorry for fish. It's really difficult. They don't
0: for me. take care of their young. That's all you need to know about fish. And they eat other fish. They Yep, they eat other fish. They eat their own, by the way. You can catch bass all you can catch bass on little tiny bass lures that look like bass. They can catch them. They eat little baby bass. The moment
1: you eat your own species, I don't feel bad eating you. Yeah.
0: They shit their they shit their eggs out, the guy comes over, It doesn't even fuck the girl, just jizzes all over the eggs. It's like what kind of a stupid pervert. Yeah, what kind of a they're so disconnected? You They're know? The
1: perverts of the sea. Well, they
0: can't stop for even a second, even to fuck. There's no time. Someone's going to come along and eat your ass. I got to
1: find some eggs to jizz on. I got to run.
0: The world of of the ocean and of lakes is so fantastic and bizarre and and really alien to us. Doesn't Mitch
1: Hedberg have a joke about how awful the ocean would be if fish could scream? (laughs) (laughs) It would just sound like constant (laughs) screams.
0: It would be man. You think about it. Everybody's a murderer. Even whales are murderers. Whales go around eating krill. You know, there's very few vegetarian fish, and it doesn't matter because even whatever vegetarian fish there are, they get killed. I mean, the, the ones that do exist, that eat algae and shit Brutal. like that. You're just there to clean up, bitch. And then every now and then someone's going to come around and eat your ass. Or
1: take a chomp out, an experimental chomp. Oh. How often does a shark see a human swimming? They don't like eating humans, but they take an experimental bite. Yeah,
0: they're hungry. Oh, what's this? Ah. They're hungry and you're easy. And the rest yeah. of the world is moving very fast. And look at this fucking stupid thing with rubber flippers. It's barely moving. Just spike this fucking thing real just quick. See,
1: yeah, it's just like it's like eating like something out of your refrigerator that you're just like, man, well, maybe it's still good. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. <laughs>
0: yeah, I uh, I don't surf. Uh, I have friends that do it, and they say it's the most amazing thing of all time. But fucking man, no, every thanks. year someone gets jacked. Yeah, I always use the analogy that if every year someone got attacked by the Wolfman, would you still go in the woods during a full moon? Why the fuck would you? Well, guess what? Sharks are way scarier than the goddamn Wolfman because they're real and they don't take days off. It's not like, oh, it's not a full moon. We don't have to worry. We can go swimming yeah. in the ocean now no every fucking day sharks are out there and they're way scarier than werewolves but
2: isn't it like the odds of you getting in a shark <laughs> attack like your your odds would be better if you know getting hit by like a meteor or something like that Do you know what? no you know what? they're not
0: that... that small it depends on where you're at if you go to South Africa the odds are very high that you're gonna get bit by sharks that, that's 100... there's an area in South Africa where they can drag a surfboard behind a boat mm-hmm. and there's videos of it because it's that fucked up because the, they have a huge population in South Africa of great white sharks and people People go fucking surfing out there, man, and you drag a boat or, or drag a uh, surfboard behind a great white or b- behind a boat, and a great white would just come along and nail it. They had one, they dragged it, they just dragged it for like five minutes, three sharks nailed it in five minutes.
1: See, what it 's terrible fuck. and one of, the, one of the aside from being permanently crippled and terrified of the sea for the rest of your life, one of the awful things about being a shark attack victim is always hearing that fucking statistic. My odds of getting bitten by a shark are the same as getting (laughs) hit by, and you're looking at your stub. Yeah, yeah, fuck that statistic. I got my my arm ripped off. There was a
0: dude recently uh, right up in uh, Santa Barbara that got bit in half. He was 100 yards from shore, swimming with his buddies, and a 16-foot great white came along and bit him in half. And they were like, well, it's real rare for a shark like that to exist in this part of the world. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Just because it's rare? it's, It's still the ocean. It's all connected. Yeah. The ocean is one big playing field, okay? There's no nets. There's occasionally nets for fish, of course, but there's nothing that separates this part of the fucking field from the other part of the field. There's just habitat, and they choose. If they want to, they can keep swimming. They can take a chance. They're in a certain area for a reason. It's because the food source is there, but guess what? There's a reason why some killer whales are up near Alaska. It's because they found a fucking food source. They wandered into that area, started killing things there, and said, oh, this is a good spot. Shit moves, man. The
1: ocean is like a giant buffet tray. (laughs) And when you go into it, you become part of the buffet, whether you like it or not. You're you're anything in the ocean could eat you. And there's so many things that would love to that. That last moment, dude, that's what I always think about. You're out there swimming, body surfing, having fun. You see your girl on the shore. Hey. (laughs) <laughs> you're swimming and then all of a sudden it feels like somebody punched you really hard in the leg oh my god and then you look down and there's just blood geysering out of your fucking ripped arteries and there's just you there's just some white shape underneath you carrying your leg off to atlantis and that, and you know what i mean that's your last moment as you sink under the waves and suck in water because oh. you lost so much blood maybe you wake up in the hospital two days later
0: Right, but you know what? How is that any better than the cow's last day when that fucking piston goes through his brain a couple days before you eat him in a cheeseburger? Not a you good know? last day. Not a good last day. Everybody's last day sucks, man.
1: Not necessarily.
0: Really? You think your last day is going to be the shit?
1: I think that they're... Well, I mean, yes. Cause it depends I
0: mean, on how you do it, I guess.
1: Depends on how you do it, but if some If you keep like days, a survival
0: yeah. stash of mushrooms around... You know, like a sure. real, like a 10 gram stash that you can just bust into it every time. And you're like, this, this motherfucker looks like it's, it. this yeah, this is it. You know, I'm, I'm drowning in my own lung fluid here. You know, my, my, my feet are black with rot. Okay, it's over. I can't breathe. Let me just chew down these down mushrooms these real quick. Down these
1: things, just like fucking Aldous Huxley. And your family's
0: like, father, please don't do it. Don't take those things. Don't take those things. We want you here when you die. No,
1: don't leave us.
0: You're just trying to have a nice little mushroom trip he, before you blast off.
1: You know, Aldous Huxley on his deathbed uh, um, wrote, because he couldn't talk, on a sheet of paper, the medical prescription for 500 micrograms of LSD intravenously, which his wife injected into him on his deathbed. He's the guy who wrote Brave New World. Oh, my God. And he God. went out tripping.
2: Wow. Have you, have you heard of Bitcoin? What? Have you heard of Bitcoin? Spell it. B-I-T-C-O-I-N. No. It's this new peer-to-peer currency that's going on the internet right now. It's kind of based off of torrents, you know. Oh, like, I know what peer-to-peer. you're talking
0: about. You're talking about that psychedelic store, yes. where you can buy anything you want. Yes,
2: I was wondering if you guys knew about that. There's a yeah. store that if you set up your computer correctly, like you have to put like some kind of make it random like IP addresses so it's not trackable. Then you can access to this access this one website called the Silk, Silk- Road. Yeah. And you can pretty much buy any drug you want to, and these guys have been buying acid. They're using bitcoins though, so it's it's even more untraceable. Is it really untraceable? I, I doubt it. Yeah, I think I think, feel like I think anyone could fuck. Yeah, I mean, this seems is on like the, the front dumbest. page
0: of Wired. Yeah, How for those gonna, folks who don't know what we're talking about, if you just Google, this is the phrase to Google. The underground website where you can buy any drug imaginable. If you Google that, it'll come up a bunch of different articles from a bunch of different publications. I read the one in Wired magazine, which is one of my favorite online things to read. I use Gawker. Gawker's awesome, too. Yeah. Uh, but basically, what, what, what they're saying is that, you know, it describes a guy who did it. It's um, this guy. It's a, here, here, I'll describe it. Three weeks ago, U.S. Postal Service delivered uh, an ordinary envelope to Mark's door. Inside was a tiny plastic bag containing 10 tabs of LSD. That asshole. If you had opened it, unless you were looking for it, you wouldn't have even noticed. Mark, a software developer, had ordered 100 micrograms of acid through a listing on the online marketplace Silk Road. He found a seller with lots of good feedback who seemed to know what they were talking about, added the acid to his digital shopping cart, and hit checkout. <laughs> he entered his address and paid the seller 50 bitcoins, untraceable digital currency worth about $150. Four days later, the drugs sent from Canada arrived at his house.
1: Um, what was the website that you ordered the LSD from again? Yeah.
0: That seems to me like this is one of those things that was a great idea for a little, but until everybody started talking, yeah, about until it.
2: Gawker yeah. put it on their front yeah. page, yeah, or Wired, yeah. This yeah. Bitcoin
0: I it, it actually emanated from Gawker.
2: I do like the idea of Bitcoin, though. So trying to start a currency, you know, outside of the the normal currency.
1: You gotta, you gotta have balls to order LSD Fuck off a that. website.
2: Yeah, I, I would start off with Tylenol PM and then work my way up.
1: Because you gotta <laughs> give your address. I mean, no matter what, that seems just crazy. I couldn't enjoy
0: that. I I,
2: especially do
0: the acid, and you would get so goddamn paranoid that someone was going to boot down your door and fucking stick a gun in your mouth while you're sleeping and scream at you, "Where's the drugs? Where's the fucking drugs? Shoot your dog!" Yeah, you know. I mean, did did you hear about the DEA raid and fucking? I think it was in Arizona where a guy who was a former Marine was uh, gunned down in a in an ill conceived drug raid. Yeah, they shot him seventy one times. He had a little Baggy of weed in his house yeah i heard of that yeah that's that's the kind of shit that would really kill a high <laughs> yeah you yeah know? no shit
1: yeah. that shit kills my high anyway that's like it that's how i know i'm about to have a bad trip is the the fantasy swat team starts <sighs> it surrounding the house
0: well to, that's the problem also in environments where drugs are illegal where psychedelic drugs marijuana where those things that you'd want and are nice and they're illegal, and when you buy them, you have to be in contact with bad people. Yeah, you have to be in contact with drug dealers. You have to sure. be in contact with people who are willing, willing to risk going to jail to sell you this shit. And a lot of times, these fucking guys get popped. And a lot of times, maybe they don't like you. So when they get popped and they have to talk to the cops, and the cop says, where are you getting this shit from? Hey, I'm buying this from this former Marine, man. This guy's fucking crazy. You know, he's got a gun and he's selling coke at his house. And so what do the cops do? Well, they say, well we got a fucking former Marine selling coke and the guy's crazy and he's got guns. We need to get the SWAT team together, put on the vests and the helmets. And so then they fucking gun this guy down when really maybe all it was is he knew a shithead because that's where he all bought right. his pot. You know who the fuck knows. I mean I'm reading into the whole thing. He might have been crazy. But when you my point is, when you're dealing with the world of illegal drugs, you're dealing with criminals. Right. right? And that's that's the, one of the biggest travesties of, you know, the the having these personal freedoms taken away from us is that it's forcing you to interact with people who are out of f- their fucking mind.
1: But that's the annoying thing. Yeah, cuz you know, you hear, listen, marijuana is a gateway drug. You start smoking marijuana, you're going to have a heroin needle hanging out your arm by Christmas. But it's like, really, Marijuana is not a gateway drug. Drug dealers are gateway drugs. And when a kid can't go to a, a, a store that solely sells marijuana and goes to a dope dealer in some trailer in North Carolina, like where I used to go, the guy's like, hey, boy, you want you to get an eight ball on top of that? It's great. Coke. And then the next thing you know, you're like, oh, sure, why not? I'll try some Coke. I'll try some meth.
0: That's one way you're looking at it. But I could see that someone who's curious and tries marijuana would eventually be curious and try heroin or be curious and try meth. Or, you know, if they have friends that are dumb, especially if you're young, it's you very do, possible. If you do meth, I know this person you are a,
1: a f- fucking moron.
0: You are a fucking moron. But what if you're dumb and what if you're young and what if you have a friend who just did meth and he's like, it was crazy, it was wild. I thought you'd get hooked. No, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. And you're dumb and you listen to your dumb friend and then, boom, you're doing meth. Well, you know, I can see that. I can see that. But it still doesn't take away from the fact that one of the main problems is that we have this distrust of the, uh, the, the entire system. We have a, a distrust of the police and the law enforcement, distrust of the lawmakers. And one of the big reasons for this distrust is marijuana laws. We know they're ridiculous. They know they're ridiculous. Yeah. You, if, you, if it's two thousand fucking eleven and you go online and you look up the statistics and you look up all the studies, you go, well, hey, this shit isn't deadly at all. Not only is it not deadly; it seems to shrink tumors, and look, it seems to help people with ADD, and it seems to help children. When you go online, you find the information. It's so completely diametrically opposite of what they're fucking telling you and beating your 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 head in with that you start to disregard what they say about other shit too. And then you try meth because you say, "Well, fuck, they were lying to me about weed. Maybe meth ain't that bad, you know? Maybe coke's not a big deal." And then all these fucking terrible, really dangerous drugs that are. I don't know if you've had a friend that's had an addiction problem and been there, whether while they're in the throes of addiction, sure it's like having a friend that's bit by a vampire. Yeah, it really is. It's like you can't do anything for them. You can't. You're you're holding them down. Their fangs are popping out, and yeah. it's like you you see them
1: shaking, yeah. shuddering, sweating.
0: What did you? What was your friend? What happened? What did you have?
1: Uh, my friend was addicted to Vicodin, <gasps> and I, I went over to his house because he's like, "Can you come get rid of my Vicodin?" I'm like, I'll be right over. Because at the time, I love fucking. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's a good friend.
0: You went through a period of time where you got a bunch of pills and you got real weird for a while, man. I don't know what the fuck you were taking, but you took too much of it and you kept taking it. You were telling me, dude, if I have it in my house, I just take them. I yeah, just I, I, them. it's like
1: World of Warcraft. I had to flush them down the toilet.
0: What was it? What were they?
1: Well, so what had happened is a friend of mine who really isn't uh, clearly probably not the nice guy. Just gave me a fucking handful, a shitload of pills. It was this whole weird mixture of pills. So like, I, I I I think I was a little depressed at the time, and like <laughs> listening to a lot of Elliot Smith. Oh
0: no, is yeah. that the guy who stabbed himself to death? Yeah,
1: yeah. So like, I went I, and I was living in Echo Park, and I had these pills, and I'd go into my depressed little apartment, and like eat pills. It was really a dark time, man. And 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 I uh, and I got sick. I I wouldn't. I guess you could say, I I don't think I got physically addicted. I don't think I got a habit, but I got a little psychologically addicted and I got scared because I I could see the, you know, the fucking, I could feel the pull. So I flushed him down the toilet.
0: Wow. That's a smart move. That's a hard move to make though, right? You were at the door of addiction, right?
1: Yeah. and, And I could feel, I could, I could see where it could go. Um, and that's why fucking pills suck. And that's why you should avoid them at all costs because they fucking suck. Uh, you know, I just threw my back out. And my dad gave me uh, some pain medication, which I took. And this is the first time I've taken like a pharmaceutical painkiller in a long time. And I hated it. It just made me feel like shit. I was puking yesterday. I don't know if that it was from that or the fact that we You're ate pregnant. old shellfish or I'm pregnant. But like <laughs> those things suck, man. Uh, all pills... Uh, suck. They're terrible
2: for you, but they're
1: awful for you. Outside of like you know Xanax and Oxycontin, which I still use every day.
2: I, <laughs> I do kind, of, I do kind of see your your drug your drugs uh, dealer um, giving you kind of like the the gateway thing. I know a friend that allegedly recently went to go get mushrooms, and this person has only done weed and mushrooms in their whole life. And the first thing the guy says "Hey, I got some DMT right now, also," and it was like. Can you imagine just giving somebody DMT, going from like, oh, what's DMT? I'll try that. Yeah. This shit's all my fault. <laughs> I know, Joe. Yeah, DMT you, start- <laughs> is all my fault. you started a DMT
1: explosion. How- yeah, crazy, but I did. How often do you get emails from every day. fake cops? Probably every day.
0: I, don't, I can't respond to emails anymore. It's impossible. Yeah. I get too many of them, so I don't even try. I, I do what I can to respond to Twitter messages and nice short-form things and talk to people outside of clubs, you know, after shows and stuff like that. But there's just too many people wanting my time and too many crazy fucking people. But there's definitely fake cops. I mean, but rather yeah.
1: cops, fake people who pretending are cops, to be cops. Yeah. I'm sure,
0: but look, it's real simple. I always say, like, I don't travel with it. I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, I'm not looking to get high in other towns. I'm not looking to you know get fucked sure. up on mushrooms in Seattle. I'm not. I'm not doing anything stupid. And I have a respect for law enforcement. I know that they know these laws are retarded. I, I have know a lot of cops, man. Believe me, what they hate is criminals. They hate scumbags and murderers and people knocking over fucking people's stores and houses and stealing. And, and making society sh- suck, and a lot of that is drug dealers too. Because as we said, you know, people who are willing to take those fucking chances to sell drugs, a lot of times they're doing that because they were doing something else before. They had some fucking pyramid scheme before that, and before that, they were you know selling stolen car radios. Or there's a lot of people involved when you get involved in that illegal world, the world of of shit that can get you locked up in jail. Yeah, there's a lot of people that only operate inside that realm. Right. You know, they go from one little illegal scam to the next. Cops hate them and they should for a fucking reason. I personally like cops. You know, people think that because I like pot, I don't like cops. Cops to me are a huge fucking important part of a healthy and safe society. And when you hear about bad cops, I personally believe that it's a a small fraction of the actual cops. Most cops, are they behave admirably in front of a bunch of fucking cunts because that's what most people are. Most people are dumb cunts, and they're out there doing dumb, stupid shit, and these cops run into these dumb cunts doing dumb, stupid shit all day fucking long every day of the week. I admire their fucking patience for the most part.
1: By the way, I'd love to see the cop haters out there. Is that thing falling apart on you already? It's the way you handle it. No, I
0: just just touched it. I went like that and did it. You sit right on top of your belly, too. Maybe you should, like... Back that bitch up a little bit. See how there's some space between no, me they, and the f- microphone. These just
1: I'd love to see. I'd love to see what a cop hater does when their fucking house gets broken into. They
0: yeah. Call well, the cops. some cops are bad, man. I know a guy who was selling weed who got robbed by cops. I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. I I've
1: never had a problem with
2: cops. I think if you have a problem with cops, for the most part, watch the a show "Cops" and you'll realize what these cops are dealing with. They, they seem pretty nice. And then they're dealing with, a bunch, like you said, a bunch of fucking retards. Yeah.
0: Or and watch it, Steven Seagal Lawman and yeah. go, what the fuck is he doing? He's a cop. <laughs> right. yeah, he I, just busted a cockfighting ring in Arizona. They br- drove into a house with a fucking tank. And they busted people fighting roosters. Steven tank. Seagal gets out. And this is real life, man. He's so strange to me. God, there's no one more bizarre to me than Steven Seagal. It's hilarious.
1: Why did he drive into a, a chicken house with a tank?
0: Why did a, TV? Why did real cops let him come to a bust? Yeah. The whole thing. I mean, I guess he's some sort of a weird real cop in Louisiana.
2: I guess I don't even think he is. I think he just shadows them or something like that. I think
0: he's a, like an honorary sort of a thing, like, like a, Shaq was. Shaquille O'Neal was like an honorary sheriff.
1: Well, he loves chickens. That's Shaquille very, O'Neal,
0: no Stephen Seagal. Seagal.
1: <laughs> He just loves chickens. These are my yeah, precious. These are this? God's children.
0: I don't give a fuck about birds either. Birds to me are just like fish. I have a they problem. They can go fuck themselves. I feel
1: guilty with eating chickens because those, those little fucking orange chicks, they're yeah. sweet. Don't eat chicks.
0: Eat chickens. Chickens are yeah. cunts. Once they become full grown, they're cunts. <laughs> Chop their fucking heads off and cook them up.
2: You I, don't have, monster, I don't have no problem you. with eating chickens. Yeah, you're They're dark.
0: cold-blooded assholes. They don't give a fuck about
2: I you. Slap a chicken.
0: I do jokes about birds, like people say, like, saying that the apocalypse is, <laughs> you know, birds are falling from the sky, it's the apocalypse. And I'm like, you don't know. No, if people were falling from the sky, it would be the apocalypse. Yeah. Like birds. I see my pet bird. They raised it from a lizard baby, and I hand-fed it with a <laughs> bottle. The moment you die, that thing's going to eat your fucking eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care about you, man. What happened with They're you?
1: cold-blooded shitheads. Something happened in I your I saw past? that
0: fucking Alfred Hitchcock movie, The Birds. Uh, I just watched that two days ago.
2: That's that crazy. was the worst thing yeah. that
1: happened to birds. Hey, have you seen... Somebody
0: the- back then didn't have a fucking shotgun.
2: That, that is right? the dumbest fucking movie. If there was common sense, that movie would not exist. If It was so retarded that there were so many uh, like just watching it. Like, why don't you just... Fucking get in that room and don't move. Why are you having bird attacks and you're scared of birds but you're still going outside at all You know what I mean Like right. every time Somebody went outside Somebody died okay, How come go nobody's outside? got A
0: goddamn tennis racket Up in this yeah, bitch oh, But I'll tell you what These are only crows Yeah. Alright If it was crows outside I'll fuck I'll up fuck A thousand crows yeah. I'll go out there With a, a, a goalie mask on And yeah. uh, some uh, sparring gear Like to cover up All my vital areas And a cup And two tennis rackets And I'll take on A swarm of birds can I, I'll can just I, Swat those bitches Out of the sky It would be an I awesome play, workout Can I
1: play crow advocate here and just sure. say that if you, if a big enough flock of crows descended on you, yes, they could carry you away.
0: That's true. Yes, it was big. But that's enough. not what happened. in This could they could carry you away. I would be a whirling dervish like a fucking tornado of tennis rackets. You got five and they're gonna seconds. get swooped into that. Maybe you, but I got some cardio, bitch. I work out. <laughs> The real problem would be if it was eagles. Yeah. If you had a swarm oh, of eagles, fucked. you're dead. You'd be a skeleton you're, you're dead, in man. seconds. you ever seen the videos of eagles killing wolves? Yep. Yeah. What the fuck? Did you know they train them to kill wolves because they get the wolf furs and they sell like wolf pelts are worth a lot of money because, you know, a lot of those, the guys where they do it, you know, they're, they're farmers and shit and they have sheep and the wolves come and eat the sheep. So they, they, they train eagles to kill the wolves. And I would have never believed it was so easy. These eagles are like undefeated versus wolves. You
1: feel sorry for the wolves. Yeah, it's incredible. You feel bad for the the wolves.
0: They swoop down and they just jack these motherfuckers, grab them by their necks. And you realize like an eagle has like, they have like five fucking knives in each hand. Yeah. You know, how many claws do they have on their feet?
2: five I don't know four let's let's go with you let's Let's look look, and see on
1: the internet but
0: um they they, basically they have some fucking wolverine type weapon and they they just grab the neck of this wolf and just fuck him up man yeah
1: Yeah. but it's not just that it seems like they get him by the neck and then they plunge their beak into him they just
2: yeah oh their beak is a murderous weapon yeah I was so stone, stone when I watched Birds that I thought the blonde chick was so hot in that movie that I, I was like online trying to really? find out that she was alive. Five Is that plus. What, have you ever thought like like fucking somebody that was so desirable back in the day and then still fucking her just, just because of who uh, she just, used to be? There's a lot of guys who are still doing that. I yeah. would fuck that girl. Did you
0: ever watch uh, Celebrity Rehab this this season? Uh, I think so. You know Janice Dickinson. She's that model who's. Uh, seems like a troubled lady I'm sure she's a nice person but she's got a lot of issues and she's always like fucked up in rehab and she's got a lot of plastic surgery and she's got this young boyfriend and this boyfriend is like really not a very good looking guy really shouldn't be with Janice Dickinson you know if Janice Dickinson was 20 there's no way she'd Uh. be with this fucking dude but you know he's 30 and she's 50 or whatever the fuck she Uh. is and he's you know, he's with Janice Dickinson. That, that She's got chick's... that uh,
1: plastic surgery face, that old droop. She's got, uh, like, early 80s plastic surgery where they hadn't, it hadn't evolved to where it's at, so her face has <sighs> kind of fallen off. Yeah.
2: That blonde chick's daughter was somebody like Melanie Griffin or something like that, too. I was just like, wow. Really? Yeah. I
1: Puff hate those thing. puffed lips, man, when people
0: so put sad. the gel in their lips. A friend of mine's wife did that, and I had a conversation with her, and I had to avoid looking at it like, while, while we're talking. I'm like, oh,
1: it's gross. You expect an alien to pop out of it. Yeah.
0: It's, it's so weird. She had just done it, you know? Have you ever had okay. a Thai massage? seems like they have three and then a bottom one. That's what it seems like the wolves have. There's a video online called Golden Eagle Domination. It's just eagles fucking up everything. Fucking up wolves and rabbits and just swooping down and snatching things. I got to see a few of those fly when I lived in Colorado. I saw golden eagles. They actually live there. You can catch them in the woods.
1: Um, yeah, they're, they're pretty scary, man. That when Whenever I see them fly over, I always think if it decided to attack me, it could Whoa. probably take my eyes out.
0: This video just showed one just ate a fucking turkey and then one just caught a deer.
1: There, there are some
0: murderous yeah. motherfuckers, man. There's a fox. Jacked! Dead. This is just a, oh, there's the wolf. Oh, fuck, man. Watch this no shit. Way. Watch this shit. Yeah, dude, you, you're going to freak, freak out, man. They're so big. We don't realize how big they are, first of all. Look at this.
2: Oh, oh, my God.
0: Takes the wolf down and grabs him by the neck and just kills his ass. You don't realize how big these fucking things are. Look at this, man. Second one now. Look at that. He flipped him over. And the poor wolf. Look at that. Boom. What dude, the they kill wolves. Wow. The, the natural world is so scary, man. There's so much crazy shit going on in the natural world.
1: Yeah, it's like a big barroom brawl that's just been going on forever. <laughs> this is <this> a <laughs> constant
0: fight. But I mean, the, the, the really nutty thing in our little pea brains is the idea that almost everything in the world eats and kills everything else with its face.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. In the most <laughs> intimate way possible. <laughs> Just grabs <laughs> yeah. things and with its fucking face just Fuck. rips things apart. No and that's, forks. No, that's how, life, that's how life passes on. That's the cycle of life. The cycle of life is teeth and claws and just murder and tearing with your face.
1: Yeah. Wrestle it down. Get your face inside its rib cage and eat its heart.
0: This golden eagle is a bad motherfucker. Now he's pulling goats off of cliff's. Ever seen when they do yeah, that? Yeah, I've seen that. They pull them off cliffs and just drop them on the rocks. Is that
1: bitch? Not, but is that? This is something I've wondered about. That what? Did they? That's like a tool that they use, or is that? Did that guy just catch an accident happening?
0: Well, they do it a lot. It's it's not it's common, but it's also um, a product of the environment where they're fighting them. If if they were on, it looks to me like they're doing it on purpose, but it also could be that they're trying to pick them up, but they're doing it over and over and over again. Yeah. But it also, where they're fighting, where they're trying to kill these things and fly off with them. I mean, it's in a a, a crazy spot where if you go six inches to the right or six inches to the left, you're going to fall 3,000 fucking feet. This one's flying off with one, but then he gets to the bottom and he lets it go. So I think they're trying to fly off with them, but eagles are such evil fuckheads that they try to bite off shit that they can't even carry. They try to, like, claw into this big big goat and fly away with it and they can't right so like all right well i'll just see at the bottom and just drop it look at this this one attacks a bear
1: well it's good for the energy's good there you know you're expending fewer calories and that's like isn't that what it's all about when you're an animal you're conserving energy and trying to get trying to get more energy before you run out
0: we are so lucky there's no more pterodactyls (laughs) oh Could you imagine? Because that's what a fucking bird is, by the way. What people don't understand is that a bird is a dinosaur. That is the direct descendants of dinosaurs. And they are the closest thing that we have to understanding what real dinosaurs look chickens like before that fangs. thing. Chickens grow fangs. Do they sometimes. really? Sometimes.
1: Did you know about that? Yeah, chickens will grow fangs sometimes.
0: Wow. That's why I
2: fucking hate chickens.
0: They yeah. think a lot of dinosaurs actually had feathers, too. Dinosaurs that existed even in uh, you know, the, the pre-65 million years period yeah. where the, the, the thing hit. They had feathers.
1: I wish I could have recorded the time Eddie Griffin explained to me how dinosaurs evolved in <laughs> super intelligent creatures.
0: Eddie Griffin explained to me how Bruce Lee died once. He told me, He talked to me for like 20 minutes.
1: He came in the
0: room And there was a hundred other motherfuckers In this room And Bruce Lee looked at all them bitches and said Which one of y'all niggas wants to die first And then they all came at him And they could not get close enough Cause his feet and his hands Was moving so fast These bitches was just dropping left and right But they had to kill. they had to kill him With poison See, they, they couldn't get a hold of him. They had to kill him with poison. And I'm sitting there listening, to this going, oh my God. And I'm trying to remember in my head, I wish I knew how Bruce Lee died yeah. so I could tell him. Because I felt like he died like of a drug overdose or something. What is Bruce Lee's actual death? I don't know. What is cause? Hold on a second. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee? Yeah. How did he die?
2: I thought he got murdered, didn't
0: he? No, Brandon Lee. I thought Bruce did. Brandon
1: too. Lee got, like, no? it was supposed to be a blank.
0: Yeah. I thought Bruce and did. And there was a, a piece inside of it uh, let's see. How did he, How did he die? Die, 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 die. Bruce Lee. I, I should know this man. Death. Here we go. Bam. I mean, was, he collapsed in while doing dubbing work, suffering from seizures and headaches. He was immediately rushed to the Hong Kong Baptist Hospital, where doctors diagnosed his cerebral edema. So that's bleeding of the brain, right? They were able to reduce swelling through the administration of uh, mannitol, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, the same symptoms that occurred in his first collapse were later repeated on the day of his death. So he started having uh, bleeding of the brain, apparently. You know, who knows? The man, that could have been from kicks to the head. Yeah. It's very possible. Um, He did a lot of stunt work, and the the reality of uh, movies is that you get fucked up. Brock, uh, I mean, not Brock Lesnar, Boss Rootin was telling us about um, how he got injured on the set of that show, Lights Out. Remember? He was talking about... Remember his arm? His one arm that's smaller than the other arm's? He just had... I just did a movie with him. I just did this Here Come the Boom movie. So I was hanging out with him for a couple of weeks. And he had um, surgery where they opened up his nerve canals because his nerves were compressed... And they, like, atrophied his muscles and his arm stopped working correctly. Uh. Yeah, it's pretty fucking serious shit, man. This is all from just stunt work. Sure. Just doing his own stunts on this this TV show. Of course. And Bruce Lee was, you know, he was doing movies where dudes were swinging sticks at him and nunchucks and throwing kicks at his head and punches. Guess what, man? Shit slips and things
1: happen, man. Did you you see that tweet someone sent to us? about in, I think it was in the UK this woman slapped a DJ on a bet and killed him she punched him oh she punched, she punched him. him for five dollars five bucks yeah. yeah and he died dropped him and in Santa Monica in front he, of O'Brien's a guy pushed another guy down killed him he hit his head or he went into a coma he fell on the sidewalk and just went into a coma and they're trying to find the guy.
0: My oh, buddy, yeah, yeah, yeah. my video, buddy um, was living on Long Island and he was a, he's a stand up comic and he was a bouncer at the time. You know, uh, it was like, you know, for, for extra money. And one of the guys that he worked with just punched a guy, a guy was drunk, guy got loud, the guy punched him, guy fell back, hit his head, dead,
1: dead. Wow. Yeah. You're in jail now.
0: Well, your body is fucking fragile, right. man. You know, I'm Mine amazed especially. at all the shit that I've seen. I've never seen anybody die in all my years of competition and all my years of, of, of watching UFC fights. I've seen some close calls, though, man. We fought in a tournament once at the Bay State Games in 1986. And the when, when you have no regulation, like a sport like Taekwondo, Taekwondo has very little, like, local regulation. You're allowed to have these tournaments where you... You have high school gymnasiums and you fill them up with people and they're fighting on hardwood floors and they're kicking full blast to the face and getting knocked the fuck out. And people getting knocked out and falling unconscious and slamming their head off the ground. And they might have an EMT there to watch out for you, to help you when your brain is bleeding through your ears and nose. And um, so we fought in this one and the arena was a thin piece of nylon like a uh like a like a competition area that they would lay out that would was marked with a square with a circle in the square over a froze like an ice skating rink that was thawed out, so it was cement it was just straight cement with a thin layer of vinyl which was the competition area, so we fought on cement
1: wow. yeah and no one ever someone should have died That's-
0: someone got hurt. I I knocked a guy out, and he he fell forward, and he smashed his face on this. He he broke his eyebrow open. His biggest injury was his uh, his eyebrow. More than I kicked him on the other side of the head. I kicked him on his on. I kicked him with a wheel kick, so that was his right side of his head, and he fell, and his left side of his face got fucked up.
1: Well, you know the thing, man, where like there was like a certain amount of time it took to run a mile. You know how there was like I I don't remember what it was, but that time keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter as humans evolve. Eventually. Because of the UFC, someone is going to develop enough punching strength to punch through someone's face into their brain. That's gonna <laughs> fucking happen, man. Someone's gonna get the punch. Someone's gonna punch like a watermelon right into someone's
0: like a moving
1: fucking head. That's gonna happen. They're gonna develop the strength. They're gonna learn the training, and it's gonna happen in front of millions of people. And that's the end of the UFC.
2: Really think that's gonna happen? I when do. Your hand will fuck up before your face no.
1: That's the, go, what isn't? they said about the mile. They're like people have no-.
0: gotten a lot better at taking it too. People got not just better at throwing punches, they got better at taking punches, too. There's
1: a certain amount of pounds that it would take to punch through a human head. Someone knows that. There's a certain amount of pounds. In the same way there's a certain amount of time they thought someone could run a mile. Right. Someone is going to turn someone's head into a fucking glove in front of millions of people. It's going to make the worst sound you ever heard in your life. We'll hear Rogan. He'll go, oh, you'll hear a scream. Everyone will scream and this guy will just be looking down and it'll look like his fucking fist is in a strawberry pie <laughs> right through someone's fucking face. That's going to happen, man. And then the UFC, they're going to have to start wearing like helmets or something.
0: Well, that was one of the proposals. People have proposed helmets. Have people down. have proposed all sorts of crazy things. Helmets, like motorcycle, the whole thing. motorcycle helmets? I helmets. The whole well, I think they thinking about like contact sports like football like football players have to have helmets yeah but you know it's been kind of statistically proven at least when in comparison with rugby which is a pretty goddamn violent game that rugby players suffer less brain trauma than football players do because football players because they're wearing those helmets they just feel like they can just charge right the fuck at you and and smash heads whereas you know there's a real repercussion for bone-to-bone contact head-to-head but that helmet man Mm -hmm. just gives you that feeling of protection but what doesn't get protected is the brain the brain inside yeah. rattles around sure. like a fucking like a jumping a, bean. It's like a little sack of jello that was attached to the walls with thin string. <laughs> you know? And then snap
1: snap slosh yeah. slosh. Um think of how strong the brain is though. Like imagine if like you if like you punched your hard drive. Like it would never mm. work again. It's like our brains get slammed around and they still work.
0: Yeah. It's amazing how much trauma the brain can take.
1: By the way, man, if they start making people wear football helmets for the ufc it will be the funniest sport on the planet to see guys in speedos wearing be the motorcycle sport. helmets that's the weirdest looking well, thing well
0: when then someone will rupture someone's liver with a kick and then yeah. they'll start sure. body armor you know in taekwondo tournaments we used to have to wear these body things these like chest protectors right. you know because they thought people kicked too hard to the body with certain kicks you still even the chest protector on you're fucked if someone hits with a turning side kick to the body with a chest protector on that's not good enough. It's not enough protection. Like, you hold pads for someone, you know, if you hold Muay Thai pads, they're like a big, thick pad, and, you know, you slam into them. And still, some guys, the way they kick, like, you hold that shit for boss rooting, he'll kick right through that pad. It'll fucking hurt, man and that 's a big ass thick pad. do you think about that little ass thin thing that they put on their body in taekwondo tournaments if someone and yeah. a shin kick like a roundhouse kick that they would do to a tie pad is nothing compared to like a spinning kick right. when you can spin your body and really get that that fucking that torque into it with a turning sidekick it's just there 's so much power that can be developed by martial arts techniques. It is kind of amazing no one 's ever died
1: it 's going well no, I think that is the ufc 50 years from now something's going to have to change because it's going to be pe- people punching through faces people someone's going to kick right into someone's stomach Pull back and just a coil of intestines just wrapped around. Their st- yeah
0: we 've seen happen. legs break i, uh. I 've only seen one in person live, but it was a trip man. It was Corey Hill, this dude was one hundred and fifty five pounds, and he was like six, one or six, two He was really tall and skinny i mean he 's like a beanstalk man, like emaciated looking and he threw a kick, and the dude checked the kick, and his leg just snapped oh. just like in those videos that you see online you 've seen a bunch of them online, sure, right yeah. yeah. Dad, I never saw that growing up. Never saw that, man. I saw Muay Thai fights. I saw kickboxing matches. I never saw anybody break a leg. But as soon as the internet came along, it just let you know, like, oh, it's happening. Yeah. It's not that often, but
1: Yeah, it happens, man. I that's like one of the worst acid trips of my life. When I was in college, I was I was on acid and I'm with my friend and I was downstairs playing ping pong with somebody, having the it was like gonna be a star spangled trip. You know where you could tell where it's just like this is awesome, you're feeling great we're playing ping pong god life is beautiful i love life my friend comes down the stairs his face white as a ghost stumbles into the ping pong table knocks it down He's like, I broke my arm, man. And he'd been outside skateboarding and just fell on his arm and snapped his arm. And then that was like, you know, entering into six hours of hell as my tripping friend had to go to the hospital and get a cast put on his arm. So
0: he was tripping and his arm was yeah. broken at the same time. Well, Joey Diaz is a way worse story.
1: I'm sure he. Does. You know,
0: Joey Diaz was tripping when he found his mom dead. Oh. Yeah, I'll take a broken arm over that every day. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you're 13. Oh. oh. I've had my arm break. I haven't it's had my mom.
2: Tripping die. when you're 13. <laughs> that is so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Probably tripping for the hundredth time what too when fuck? he's 13.
1: Hey, if you guys can I, this is kind of off subject and, and if you've seen it, I don't even know if you can play it legally, but if you guys seen the widest kids, you know, pledge of allegiance sketch. No. Can we play that? Is uh, that okay to play it? Are we allowed I don't think to? we can because no,
0: we're perhaps. on Sirius now. Oh,
1: it's so good. God yeah. damn it. It's good. We started
0: airing on Sirius last week, so it's probably we can get sued or they I'll get have sued. To, I'll have I to buy insurance and everything for that.
2: I'm,
1: yeah, you got to be very careful with that stuff.
2: I got a Thai massage the other day. It was my oh, first shit, massage I ever had. Son. And I've, it's so weird how... How you, you, you this stranger like climbs up on like first they turn off all the lights and you're lay there and you're only in your underwear. And this little Asian girl just jumps on you. You can't even see who she is. She's jumping on you and just like rubbing every part of her body against your body and then she had her both of her hands down in my pants just like like massaging my ass like two like an inch beside my asshole and and, and then there was this one point where she had me in like this weird kama sutro thing where she had her her, my legs up and like bent around her and like it was like having sex with somebody but not having sex and at the end of it I wanted to fuck this girl and I didn't even know what she looked like. Where's the parlor? Where is this? Uh, this was just Burbank. That's the only reason I didn't get fucked. So if it was outside of Burbank, I'm sure that chick would have, like, it sounds like- finished me <laughs> off or something. Because that it was.
0: like she was pretty close, though. Yeah, yeah.
2: It was an hour and a half of just this girl. Cl- if, if, if you're not getting laid out there, go get yourself a $50 Thai massage and find it the sketchiest neighborhood you can, man. <laughs> that, that was awesome. That was, it, I wish I knew about that when I was 18 years old. I would be getting one of those once a week.
1: Yeah, massages the best man they're so good for you you should get them all the time i should
0: i don't but you know what i started lifting weights really heavy again i had this guy steve maxwell who's this uh, world famous strength and conditioning coach he's a friend of mine and uh, i've worked out with him a bunch of times and uh he flew in just to work out with me for two days and you know and Dude, he put me through two hours of incredibly brutal shit, like yesterday and the day before, two days in a row. Unbelievable. You feel fucking fantastic when it's over, though. You feel like, first of all, you feel fucking completely exhausted, but your body, feel, you feel like, fuck, if I do this, if I do this two or three days a week, every week, I will be a fucking superhero. <laughs> you know, you just think, because he's got me doing all kinds of crazy kettlebell swings and all these clean and jerks and all this strong man shit. and these crazy different fucking exercises but he said one of the most important things is you need to get body work done after you do stuff like that you need it it's not a luxury like you gotta get massages deep tissue and even that painful shit that you don't like like you ever get like a real sports deep tissue massage
1: Uh, I don't know I don't think I have yeah this chick was
2: standing on me at one point digging her like foot into my back I mean it hurt like hell yeah
1: massages are (laughs) supposed to hurt a little bit that's how you know you're getting a good one Is like the they're digging into you we man you, most of us maybe not you but most people just take the worst care of their bodies man we i don't... take
0: pretty good care of my body but not as much as i should because i i use it so hard you know that's why uh, i had to take a couple months off of jiu because of this reoccurring back injury that i had i had a thing called a rib head that kept popping out Ooh. so i kind of stopped lifting weights i stopped doing jiu i just concentrated on just kickboxing or Like two whole months. I did very little weightlifting. Like once every couple weeks. What what does it it.
1: feel like when it pops out? Like what is
0: it's fucking brutally painful. Where is it? In your chest? It's in your back it's in the center of my back and it would pop out whenever I'd roll with like really big, good guys. Like when I have like a, a crazy sparring session where it's, you know, you know, me and some other black belt and it's just a, attacking, 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 you know, and you're moving so much and there's so much explosion that you, this little thing in my back was weak and that would be the weak link and it would pop out. And I would keep rolling too. Cause I would, I knew while I was hot, it was okay. It would hurt. I wouldn't be able to move right for another, you know, It would fuck me up, but an hour from that, I'd be fucked.
1: That's how it works, man. I just... My my dad came to visit, and I just moved all this shit for, uh, like, a bed frame, and I was, like, carrying the bed frame, and you always know you're going to be fucked up because yeah. there's this moment where your back's like hey yeah that, and you it doesn't really hurt you it's just like a spring or something pops in your you back you feel something fucking yeah, something like weird, oh like, shit then the next day I was in agonizing pain but I, what, what is that window of not hurting? well
0: it's right before the inflammation sets in it's the uh, the injury sets in and then your body's going to inflame around it to try to protect it and that's going to tighten everything up and you're like oh, oh shit right. so this fucking back injury just kept happening over and over again so I said all right, it happened like three or four times over the course of like three or four months. So I said, obviously, I need to take some time off. So I took like two whole months off. And then after that two months, I just started uh, like lifting out lifting heavy again and working out hard again. And my body's just starting to ramp back up. But now is the most important time to get massage. And time massage too. And Maxwell put me through uh, a bunch of different time massage stretches too, where he got on top of my body, standing on my back, like pulling on yeah. my back while he was pulling my wrists, yeah. and stretch everything's popping and stretching. Ah! But I, you need to do that, man. amazing. It, your body needs to be fucking. Your your body's pliable. It needs to be manipulated and it's malleable. I've been
1: I mean, trying to get back into the gym again. There was a time I was running. Five miles a day, which for me, that's like, that's a lot. I was doing five miles a day, working out all the time. I can't get hooked on the gym again. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm thinking about going to a doctor. It's like, I want to work out, but like I can only get, you know, two workouts in and I feel really great. But then I just don't go back again. It's so hard to get that did that structure that it's, discipline. It's up. very
0: similar to the problem with writing. It's very similar to the idea of resistance that was offered up in that uh, Stephen Pressfield book, The War of Art. It's yeah. the same thing. It's like you you've come up with excuses and reasons to sabotage yourself and not doing it to resist the progress.
2: Yeah. Were you exercising before during a breakup or something?
1: No, it wasn't like a no. It was a, uh, it was it was.
2: What was your lifestyle at that time? That was heard? when
1: I was doing that ridiculous show for Fuel TV, Galaxy Cabin, Log Cabin in space.
2: <laughs>
0: that was where Joey Diaz played a, a, a guy living yeah. in a boat that was inside your nose, is that no,
1: what it was? He was no, in your neck? He, no, he was playing he it was, was fisherman inside. No, he's playing a fisherman inside my dead grandfather's neck, the, the fisherman. Fuck.
0: <laughs> A fisherman that lived inside a, well, in no, a boat, he, right? He's
1: like an alien and the way that he tries to attack people is he like lives in the necks of their dead grandfathers and try, <laughs> their grandfather comes back and you think it's your grandfather. It's, it's a, It was a really absurd... St- that was
2: the best show ever. I think it's on, online. It's yeah, on the website, Yeah, you can find right? Galaxy
1: Cabin if you Google it.
2: Dude, you have
0: some of the weirdest ideas running through your fucking head.
1: Well, yeah. They're de- I mean, that's the thing though, man. Like, the trick is to let yourself make those weird ideas and it's it's like really hard to like give yourself permission to really make the weird shit but sometimes i'll i'll see stuff uh i'll see videos and stuff that people do like uh Tim and Eric or like some of the people are really out on the fringes of things and it's like god damn it man you have to have such balls to make something like that cause right it's so insane and so weird and if you try to describe it to someone they're they're it's not it won't even sound funny and it might not even be funny but it's still, you brought this bizarre thing out into the universe.
0: Well, it's because Tim and Eric can do what they want to do. They, they're on, what is it, Fuel TV or something like they're, that? No, or they're, they're they on Adult Swim. Yeah. Who's watching? You know what I'm saying? I mean, how many people are watching? How many people are watching what they're doing? How many people are telling them what to do? Their show is so weird. you got to think that someone is letting them be them. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's why it's so fucking good. Like, yeah. imagine if they, had a, if they were working for Saturday Night Live and they said, listen, I got this idea for a sketch. It's called Dance Floor Dale. Have you seen Dance Floor Dale? Sure. If you haven't seen Dance Floor Dale, ladies and gentlemen, please Google Tim and Eric's Dance Floor Dale. It's one of the most humbling things that I've ever seen on the internet. It's so good and so weird and so out there and so perfect in its weirdness. Everything. The guy and the girl. It's about a guy and a girl meet on a dance floor and they start grinding. And both of them are real odd looking and they start fucking. And it becomes crazy and psychedelic with all these colors. And I I remember watching it clapping after it was over. (laughs) Alone. Alone in my fucking office. Just clapping in front of my laptop. Have
1: you seen the two Terrys? No. That's what, something what that? they did for Funny or Die, where they play. Uh, I think Werheim plays this. Uh, they play like Trailer Trash or We're Hooked on Glass, uh, and uh, uh, Tim is is fucking Eric, and it's really vulgar <laughs> and disgusting. But they give birth to a puppet it's kind of this mystical puppet it's like 10 minutes and it is the trippiest darkest most awesome thing it's i think it's called the two terries it's so funny but it, it's it, they're really man they they just did a movie you know what is it the tim and eric million dollar movie <laughs>
0: There's, I tell you what, Dance Floor Dale was so good. I'm actually scared to watch their other stuff because I don't want to be disappointed. Oh, it's
2: all good. I mean, they definitely go to mm-hmm. these weird, creepy places. Like, half the time, you're like, whoa, what am I watching? But some of that shit is very just amazing, brilliant. Especially, like, yeah. the the fake company. What's the the fake company that they used throughout the... the Cinco. Cinco. Like, any of the products from Cinco. The one with... Yeah. Uh, what was it? The Cinco Apple or something like that. Uh, the guy from Growing Pains, the father... Who was in it? I can't remember his name.
1: I don't or know. The guy. Anyways, they're the they're the shout. best, man. And but you know, you watch David Lynch or like, did you ever get to watch The Antichrist that movie I mentioned? No. You watch any of these fucking shows? These these giant productions that get made, and whenever I see something that's really vividly weird or like gummo think of fucking gummo yeah. whenever i see a movie like that i always have such respect for the person who made it because they had balls man to like what is gummo gummo is this movie by what's the guy's name Well, i'll tell you the guy's name right now he just did a, a I, I believe hold on I'll tell you the guy's name oh. gummo was by harmony corinne corinne and he just did a uh a, a, a little video for Diant Word, which you guys—you oh, right, seen right, that? Right. He did this video yeah. for them. But the wheelchair one. Harmony Korine is this insane director who one documentary he made that never got released is he was going around New York and provoking fights with guys much bigger than him to videotape himself getting his ass kicked. Like he's a crazy, crazy, what? crazy guy? Yeah, check him out. And anyway, Gummo is just this weird fucking movie about these weird like white trash kids living in a neighborhood it's awesome but spell it G-U-M-M-O. g-u-m-m-o
0: and it's a documentary
1: it's not a documentary it's a movie
0: it's a movie yeah it's a movie so it's
2: not real
1: it's not real oh no. I, I just remember but the it's kid really good.
2: that weird kid eating some in the, the bathtub Is this kid
1: sh- just sits in the bathtub yeah and and his mom like feeds him in the bathtub like that's, that's one of the scenes it's creepy she's fucking creepy man <laughs> <laughs> It's awesome. Well,
0: it is cool that stuff like that can exist. That yeah. weird shit can exist because you know the normal Hollywood machine is not going to approve something like that because it's too hard to sell. You have yeah. to get someone who has money and a vision, and or can talk someone with money into like, "Hey, here's my vision. What do yeah. you think? Can we do this?" Right. You know?
1: Yeah. When that's the thing, when you go into a pitch and you have a really weird idea, all anyone at a network is going to think is like, "This will never." No one's ever going to watch this. Even if in your mind you have this pristine version of, version of it and it's awesome, selling really weird stuff is quite difficult. But when it whenever weird stuff makes it through, a lot of the times it does really good.
2: People love it. That's why Adult Swim is so popular because they're one of the few guys that actually let the weird shit through. And they, they produce right. just nothing but weird shit. Sometimes
0: I'll turn on my TV and uh, I have a projector. And there's a projector. The projector comes down. <laughs> And the, the it takes like maybe thirty seconds before the image comes on, so I'll hear the words before I see the image. <laughs> and so it's like I can't do that. Why? I'm part dog. And then I'm like, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, it's Adult Swim you know? <laughs> just like, yeah. one fucking weird show after the next, and if my TV just happens to be on Adult Swim when I turn it on, yeah it's like they play the game of what the fuck yeah. show is this
2: before I can see the image? Duncan I can't on- tell what channel it is have- until I see the image. Have they played your episode of uh, Aquatine Hunger uh, Force? Uh, Aquatine Hunger Unit now or special Oh, oh they Vision changed it I didn't yeah, know they a- changed the
1: name <laughs> what, yeah. is no. that? what is that? Oh uh, man, it's my it, it, I got to be on this cartoon. Which is my um, favorite cartoon and one of the funniest shows ever. Like I, I, it's it's just such a hilarious show. But yeah, I got to play a. uh, I'm on one of the episodes and I play. I I didn't get to read the whole script, but I play a triangle, (laughs) and I'm on the episode with Neil Hamburg who plays another triangle type alien. Um, And I guess we're inventing these cell phones that are basically in the future are going to destroy mankind. But right now, they're just very convenient, and everyone kind (laughs) of knows it. So they're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. They're like, yes, in 100 years, it will devour all matter, but... You know, for now they're very—they have a really fast internet connection. (laughs) (laughs) So people are totally cool with it. That's what I recall. It's been a while since Uh, I did it. That is,
0: by the way, so true. That could so be real.
1: That's what was in that Kurzweil doc. That's the thing. Is like these guys in the Kurzweil doc, which is like you—they—they don't just show. This is the Transcendent Man. The Transcendent Man. Kurzweil has this quite optimistic version of reality where nanobots exist in our bloodstream, heal every disease, and we live forever. But then they go to these other computer experts. And when you watch it initially, you think they're going to kind of refute this ridiculous idea, but they don't refute the idea. They're just like, well, it is an inevitability that in the future we will invent an artificial intelligence that's more intelligent than us. But to think that this artificial intelligence is going to be kind to us and not just treat us like bugs or insects, we'll think of the thing as a god. It'll look at us as these like weird little like mollusky insects. Like basically, we're like cows. And right now we're in the process of building a butcher. That's the idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <not> <laughs> we're trying to construct this super powerful butcher. That's that what knows the, everything. It knows everything. Yeah, it's really weird.
0: Well, not only that, the butcher that can create an even better butcher almost instantaneously. Yeah, they yeah. can go through fifty thousand years of progress yeah. within months. Yeah. You know, that's the going to be the really nutty thing about artificial intelligence is once it's actually sentient, it can create its own artificial intelligence yeah. that's far superior to anything that we've created. And
1: they'll do that instantaneously. And
0: they'll, Yeah, and they'll they literally we'll be able to harness all matter. I mean, think about what they're doing with this large Hadron Collider. Simple little monkeys like you and I, but with autism and much more college education. Yeah. They they have created this crazy machine that's seventeen miles in a circle that's spinning these atoms around, a cunt hair under the speed of light, and slamming them into each other, making the most dense matter known to man. And this care. is humans. This is us doing it. Um, imagine the kind of shit that a, a, a computer that can think, sentient artificial intelligence. Are they gonna even bother though? If when artificial intelligence becomes Sentient. maybe they'll just clean up all the stupid shit that we've done. Maybe they won't progress any further at all. Maybe logically they'll look at it and go, what is the sense of, you know, maybe that is a a biological imperative of human beings that we've created intelligent life, but that maybe intelligent life won't be under the same restrictions or programming as we are. And it'll say, well, why don't we balance this fucking place out first?
1: Well, we don't know. And that's the thing. That's what this thing's about. It's like, we really don't know what it's going to do, but... Sometimes I think about it and I think, oh, maybe the way the alien comes to Earth is not in a spaceship, but maybe the alien is outside of time. And the way an alien comes to the planet is it goes into the minds via thoughts of the denizens of the planet, gives them the inspiration to create it. So then they all start creating the alien. The alien comes through the organic beings and then it's just some weird thing made of metal and wires and uh, some super intelligence that we made. But that's the alien. That's, I think it's in Kurzweil's book. He says the first contact we have with extraterrestrial intelligence or intelligence outside of humanity will be through the, ro- the machine. It will be with a super intelligent. Uh,
0: I don't like that. That word will. It could be. Yeah, could be. May have already happened. Very possible. We've already made contact with some something from somewhere else, or that we're in constant contact with it. You know, I mean, human beings. We, you know, we've found tribes in Brazil that are isolated from us, and we yeah. try to stay as far back as possible. Sure, that's the uh, that's what they do. They try not to interfere. You know, they, you could find them online. There's photographs of them. This tribe, and they're covered in red paint,
1: pointing and, arrows at a yeah, helicopter. It's
0: pretty trippy. What well, if- I
1: mean, that's the the uh, the stitching stuff. You know, that's stitching. Sitchin. Yeah. Sitchin. Zachariah. Zachariah Sitchin. Just watched this documentary on Netflix about that shit and it freaked me out, man. What but, did you
0: watch? What's it called?
1: Uh Ancient Aliens, maybe. It's a series on Netflix. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like
0: That's a series on uh History Channel. Yeah. I watch it.
1: But it's it's it's
0: it's very sensationalistic, you, uh, though. And it's, it's,
1: but just the drawings. I mean, when you look at the cave drawings, yeah. it, it does look like helmets. It looks well, it's
0: not like- cave drawings that you have to worry think about. It's the Mesopotamia stuff from Babylon and from uh, Iraq, from Sumer. That's the, the fascinating shit is really the constellation stuff. The really trippy shit is they, they have clay tablets from 6,000 years ago that show the solar system, shows the sun, and it shows all the planets in their correct order, in the, the correct size, in the correct orbit. And it's, uh, it's a trip. Because, you know, we didn't... First of all, there's an image of Pluto. I mean, if they add all those planets and one of them was in the place where it should be if it was Pluto, they didn't know about Pluto until 1930. Right. And this this is 6,000 fucking years ago. I mean, this is... Way, way, way before people were getting burned to death for suggesting that the earth was round right. and that the earth was not the center of the universe, but rather you know something else. I mean, with Galileo and Copernicus, I mean, didn't Copernicus, weren't they subject to house arrest for suggesting anything other than yeah. the, 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 the church's idea of what the universe and how it was all structured? This is way, way, way before that, all this Sumerian shit. And for those who don't know what this uh, Zechariah Sitchin guy claimed, he claimed that the uh the ancient Sumerian text detailed uh, a race from another planet, this planet called Nibiru that came in an elliptical orbit and it came within you know Mars and Jupiter and got near Earth every 3600 years these people called the Anunnaki. Which the literal translation is those from heaven to earth came, which is like very similar to the Elohim of the Bible, which is those who came down or giants. You know, people thought of them as giants and there's all sorts of different ways of describing them. But there's these crazy fucking images that they had in these clay tablets of little monkey people. Were they just
2: black people? They saw you a black person once and was like, wow, that's an alien. You know what I mean?
0: No, I don't know what you mean. This is they they all they all have beards and they all they're all look like like people that probably lived in that era. They don't look like black people. They look like uh, like weird gods with these weird helmets on and shit. Well, no, much bigger than everybody else. And
1: what about the skull compressions that people did, where they like tried to stretch their heads out for some reason? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's it's very it's obviously there's something something crazy was going on in that era. You know, there was there was a lot of they they knew a lot of weird shit and they knew it out of nowhere. Like they went from 5000 years ago. I mean, you're literally talking about there was you go you go to like 6000 years to 10,000 years ago. If you follow what most archaeologists believe, they were basically cavemen 10,000 years ago. I mean, there was no written language. There was no. There was none of this shit. There was no astrology, astronomy. I mean, they had all the signs of the Zodiac. They had constellations mapped out. They had, I mean, there is an amazing culture that came out of nothing. And there's two ways of looking at it. There's the way that they look at it, the Zechariah Sitchin fans, they believe that aliens came down and genetically altered uh, lower primates, added their DNA to monkeys or some ape-like animal and made us and this is a constant theme throughout ufologists lore and people who are really into flying saucers and alien invaders, they all have this genetic engineering theme to it, that that is the missing link, in quotes, the difference that separates us from, from lower hominids. Because, there's, look, there's a, there's a giant fucking leap between us and any of the other monkeys. I mean, there's, not, there's no goddamn... It's nothing close to us. All the other apes are nothing like us. We are so fucking advanced in comparison to all. I mean, we're amazed that we can teach a chimp to spell its name for a piece of candy. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, what if we we came into a village and some chimp was sitting there with a a cell phone that he made out of a coconut? You'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Hold this chimp down. Hold him down. Uh You know, trank him, trank him, trank him. Get him in the cage. Get him in the cage. Get him in the cage. He's making his own yeah. cell phone. He made his own cell phone. You know, we would freak the fuck out if we, you know, we had a, a, a chimp that figured out how to make his own house and and built a car. We would arrest that chimp. If a chimp figured out how to build his own cars and he's out there in the forest, you know, with a, he t- taught all these other chimps to melt down metal and they're hitting it with hammers and flattening it out and building shields, we'd be like, "Whoa, what the fuck is going on?" Primitive, primitive, primitive human shit. We would never allow in chimpanzees.
1: Can you imagine, like, if chimps started building castles? <clears throat> fuck that.
0: Exactly. We'd put an bows an end to and it. arrows. Yeah. What if chimps had bows and arrows and started hunting other chimps? We would kill them. We would lock them up. There's no fucking way we would let that go down. But, you know, this, this idea that, that human beings at one point in time were like that, that we were some sort of a lower animal like that and slowly evolved and then rocketed ahead of everybody else. The big question is, how did that happen? I think probably would happen, I mean, who the fuck knows? The, the, the ancient alien theory, to me, is possible. To me, I, the way I look at it, if there are humans and there are monkeys, it's very possible there's something as far removed from us as we are from ants. You know, If this, if this exists, this, right. this model of the world, if you just use your imagination in very simple steps and think about what, where we're going to be if we don't blow ourselves up a thousand years from now, If we do have this this human you know uh, technology interface a thousand years from now, and we become like super fucking hyper advanced, that is just as the distance is just as far to me as us to some sort of an alien that comes here from another planet. It seems like very possible. It also could be that human beings have existed. In uh, this form, for far, 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 far longer than we really true, than than, than we, we we care to believe, because the the current like sort of uh, the, the way uh, astro- uh, astronomers or um, uh, excuse me um, uh, anthropologists when they when they look at you know the, the the history of this Earth you know you can only go back a certain amount of years before things are just total guesswork. You know, and for human beings, when you talk about like ancient civilizations when when those anthropologists sit down and try to study clay pieces of pottery and shit and you you start getting into like six and thousand and seven thousand and eight thousand, who the fuck is to say there wasn't some incredible shit twenty thousand years before that? if we're talking about sumer and today we're talking about six thousand years, okay what if 6,000 years before that there was an amazing civilization that had existed for 50,000 years. Right. So m- much more knowledge than we have today, but they all got fucked up by asteroids yeah. or by shifting of the polar ice cap or super volcanoes. Artificial
2: intelligence. That's possible they too, right? They killed them all and made yeah. us and we're all actually programmed. Right, and the artificial intelligence eventually <laughs> just
0: ran out of batteries yeah. and fucking died and rotted. Yeah, Yeah.
1: yeah I gotcha. It's the old uh, it's like in uh, Mad Max Beyond thunderdome the kids have a record player and they figured out how to spin it and it makes a sound which they like do you remember that no. it's like that we're just like you know we're we're grasping at these like ancient we barely have an understanding of right. these ancient technologies i i i you know i'm obviously much less of a skeptic than you are but the idea that some like genetic Johnny Appleseed style aliens that are outside of time and space came to this planet. Fucked a monkey. Put some genetics into a monkey in a way that allowed that monkey over the course of a certain amount of time to build a spaceship. In other words, the planet or a time machine or whatever it is, and you're going and doing this all over the universe because for you, planets are just... Some kind of factories to organically grow this super advanced machine that we're all being compelled to build, and we don't, many of us don't even realize it. That makes a lot of sense to me. It's a simple way to produce something. It's uh, especially if you're something that's not stuck in time the way we are, or if your lifespan is millions and millions of years, then why not? Well, it sounds
0: like something we would do.
1: Yeah, it does.
0: Sure. If we leave all the other aliens, say if we came to a planet, it was filled with only monkeys. Yeah. and But we could say, let's take one monkey and add our shit to it and just monitor that monkey.
1: Yeah. And then we'll come back after the thing's created whatever the thing is we're working on. You know, when the thing's created the art of super artificial intelligence, that's when we come back. Or maybe we don't come back at all.
0: It sounds like such stoner hippie talk, but look, if we exist and we study monkeys... You look at all the Jane Goodall work and all the fucking shit that people have done throughout history by studying chimpanzees and gorillas, and people have been doing that shit forever. They've right. been studying lower primates forever. W- why would we think that we are the end? Why would we think that something else couldn't exist that's far more advanced than us, just as advanced as we are to, you know, in, in comparison to fucking monkeys swinging from the trees in, in Venezuela? Yeah. We right. could be just like that. But it's also possible that we are a slow process of evolution that keeps getting jacked by natural disasters. Right. There's a lot of evidence for ancient society, or not ancient societies rather, but ancient cultures that we don't understand. There's a thing called the uh, Antikythera mechanism. I don't know if I'm spelling it, I'm not, I'm not saying it right, but this is the way you spell it. It's A-N-T-I-K-Y-T-H-E-R-A. It's Antikythera mechanism, and it's something that was found in 1901, and it dates back to uh, 150 to 100 BC. So this is before Christ, supposedly. And it is this incredible machine with the degree of mechanical sophistication is comparable to a 19th century Swiss clock. And they don't know what the fuck this thing was. And first, they thought that it was. Uh, they speculated that it was uh, designed to uh, maybe um, look at. Uh, first of all, they thought it was a hoax. And then, when they realized it was real, they said, "Well, maybe they're they're charting the stars with this fucking thing." They they, they re- really don't have any idea. But it, no one believed that anyone from this date was capable of something of this sophistication like as far as like what we understand right. about inventions when you're going two thousand plus fucking years ago people couldn't make shit like this but apparently they could there's a lot of evidence man there's a lot of weird evidence that trickles down you know it shows like that there were probably some ancient cultures that were like right. way ahead of where we thought they that's were. not so- i believe that the most out right. of everything yeah that seems to me more likely than the alien thing yeah
1: or that we were are we crashed here like a front, like we were
0: from Mars that's there's a lot of people we're believe that we had a spaceship well, there's people for that Poon-Tang. believe that that earth was uh, only uh, inhabited with uh, lower animals and lower primates and that mars was the more sophisticated planet and that you know mars they they're absolutely convinced now mars had life and mars had water a lot of water, flowing water. And that something happened to Mars, and Mars lost its atmosphere, whether it got hit by a meteor, which is very possible. Yeah. And, you know, that's why all these fucking people like Richard Hoagland tweak out about all these weird shapes on the surface of Mars and try to Holes. say that... Yeah, well, no, faces. They try to say that this is a pyramid, and this is yeah. a, you know, this is a dichondohedron structure, and... You know, tetrahedron, they, they try to like make all these weird connections between one rock to another rock, and they use mathematics and say this is very similar within one degree of the, you know, the, the way the layout of the Great Sphinx is and the pyramids of Giza. You know, so who the fuck knows?
1: But you know, the thing is, it's like, look at the alternative thing to believe in. You've got the idea that, you know, aliens came, inseminated the planet, were descendants of something from another planet, or the more popular theory a bolt of lightning hit a plasmatic sea what the fuck is that now that sounds crazier than both of those theories
0: but well, wait a minute it's not because it's, what is you're saying that the aliens always existed and then that they there no one made them out of a bolt of lightning i mean where the fuck did it all come from i just from don't then? know why
1: a bolt of lightning got thrown in that's why like not
0: a, look it's a it's a chemical like it was re- reaction down. something happened no it's like a fucking like a storm a storm caused some shit you know that electricity somehow interacted with amino acids and created some little fucking amoeba. I'll
1: tell you this. If is that I get possible? to choose between hanging out with Penn and Teller <laughs> or you, I'll take you any day of the week, man.
0: Penn's a great guy. You'd sure like hanging great, out with him. I'm sure great, but
1: the whole fucking like I'm sure Penn and Teller, I'm sure Penn's great, but I'm saying like that version, that current religion, that current idea of things is so dry and boring to me.
0: What do you when you saying that current? Like what do you what exactly you mean?
1: I'm saying, like the the, the, s- the scientific cynical. rationalist view of what how life came into onto this planet, see, is so. If nothing else, super boring. It's the most boring. A bolt of lightning hit a. It some carbon and cause it to is
0: it though man to me that shit's not boring at all that's so fascinating the idea that that can happen and that it is an inevitable process that happens just with nature yeah. if that's what creates it if it's you know amino acids or water or whatever gets in contact with, with some force I mean that's amazing to me that, I don't think there's anything dry or dull about that at well, all I'm just saying and the fact that that eventually becomes consciousness to me is just it's just higher order life from single cell to multiple multi-cell to this thing that we are now which is some sort of an adolescent stage of evolution between you know a conscious uh, universal being and monkey fuck monkey like arnold hey uh, fuck monkey you know arnold is like he's like the, the epitome of the the the, the transition
1: no you know? man he, guy wants he,
0: to be he, the governor and he's still a fuck monkey just shooting loads in his maid what if he?
2: What if he just dreamed about him every night? Now it never stops. You can never stop, stop him and his giant balls. Can I go back to sleep, Joe. I remember him, his balls. I remember like this
0: guy's just taking his underwear off in front of everybody. How fucking crazy it was! It was one of the strangest dreams I've ever had in my life. But it was so vivid, and it's because of these nootropics that I'm taking. I guarantee you, Chris uh, Marcus, who's doing them with me, he told me <laughs> one of the weird side effects of these things you have crazy ass fucking dreams. I want dreams. those, man. We're gonna get them. It'll be we, we're we're filling out the we're finishing our, our paperwork and everything. We're and, the test monkeys right, just, to, right now. I want to yeah. get
2: tested. I'll
0: get you some. I'll get you some. Right after the podcast, we'll, we'll call them and we'll have them shipped over. Cool. But um, <clears throat> all right. So that's the end of the podcast. Listen, folks, we we were sorry we took the two weeks off, but we enjoyed the fuck out of coming back, and we we're very very happy. <laughs> Happy that we stayed in the top ten of iTunes the entire time we were off, which is uh, amazing. I, I'm uh, honored that you guys are uh, downloading it and telling your friends and all that good shit. We got a lot of cool shit coming up. We got a lot of things in the works. Cliff, cool, cool Cliffy guests. B yeah Cliffy B he tried to reschedule to another. he wanted to move to Friday, Friday but I can't event, do Friday yeah, I'm going to already, be in
2: Vancouver I think that's going to be Tuesday it's going to be a special edition at like 10am yeah is that we're going to do like either
0: that. way um, we got a lot of other stuff coming on too and we uh, we I can't tell you about some things but we'll be back next week um, I'm not sure with who but uh, most likely next week will be Monday and uh, Tuesday and I'm getting together with Kevin Smith next week too and we're going to blaze and do a oh. podcast at his place just me and him so I'm um, looking forward to that. That's gonna be fun as fuck, and I'll let you guys know about all that shit. Sal's Comedy Hole tonight. We've got a show tonight at Sal's Comedy Hall. If you're in LA, come on down because it's uh what is it like 15 bucks
2: or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Links on your Twitter, my Twitter, com. Yeah, and there's a lot of people that are gonna be on. Who's on the show tonight? Uh we got Al Madrigal, uh Tony Hinchcliffe, uh Jason Th- Teeb, uh his girlfriend Danielle, and uh I'm forgetting somebody. But yeah, it's going to be a good show.
1: Yeah, yeah. those are very funny comments. What are you
2: doing? Are you No, do I
1: can't do it tonight. Really. The fuck, bro? He's
2: allergic to hanging out with us. No, the fuck, bro? I'm not.
1: Yeah, I'm not that's... allergic. He's using
2: us for the podcast. That's cool, man. Yeah,
1: that's what it is.
0: Um, so the other dates that we have coming up, uh, July 1st is the big one at Mandalay Bay. That's uh, Joe Diaz, me, and Ari, and I think Doug Benson's going to do a guest spot, too. And uh, tickets just went on sale for that. Uh, If you go to Joe Rogan dot net, you can find the links and all that shit. It's all up there. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, that's at the Mandalay Bay Theater um, and also uh, Pittsburgh on June 25th. There's a UFC down there on the 26th. So I'm doing the Carnegie Music Hall on the 25th. And that's with Joey Diaz as well. And that's uh, June 25th in Pittsburgh. So tonight if you're around, if you're in Hollywood, come on down. It's fifteen bucks. It's fun. It's a cool little intimate room and we've got a lot of funny people and we're gonna have a good time. So that's Sal's Comedy Hole. And we do that intermittently whenever I'm in town. So that's like a it's a good spot to come and hang out and support live comedy and, and we fuck around and come up with some new shit. Um, thanks to the flashlight. If you go to Joe and click on the link on the right hand side for the flashlight and enter in the code name Rogan, they give you fifteen percent off. Number one, number one Sucks toy for men. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Love you guys. Thank you very much for tuning in. We appreciate the fuck out of you. Please Bye. follow Duncan and check out his podcast that he does with his lovely young lady, The Lavender Hour, and that is available on iTunes. And also check out The Death Squad, that is Brian Redband's little sort of studio thing he's got going on. He's got a bunch of cool podcasts with a bunch of funny comics. All right, bitches. See you Bye. next week. Bye. See ya. <laughs>